Buckle up, everyone, and welcome to Carpool Rugby League. Show with three rugby league tragedies. Talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. And I am the chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Yes, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. We've got another episode of Carpool Rugby League coming your way. And gee, it's been a good week of footy. There's plenty happening on and off the field. Um, went right through to yesterday. We're having Carpool Rugby League tonight. The footy's on again tomorrow. Great time to be alive, isn't it, Griffo? It is. It's always a great time to be alive. But I mean, uh, I don't want to bore everyone, but I seem to say the same thing every week. I mean, what a round of football. There's drama. Oh, the, yeah. the quality of the rugby league unsurpassed really in any other year um what we're seeing um so credit to the players uh of course so uh, we can't go without drama um that's rugby league it just the two go together but yeah overshadowing all the drama really is is the actual on field uh, play that we're seeing uh, and um, most of the games this weekend were right in the balance um, and uh, some of them as we know um, went right down to the wire with teams coming from behind uh, it's, it's exactly what you want if you're running any sort of uh, sport particularly a, a, a sport where it's a business as much as it's a, as it's a sport because uh, they're doing great business. Uh, and, and again, thanks to all the players for for uh, delivering week in, week out. Some deliver a little bit faster uh, than others and some don't quite deliver as much as they'd like. But uh, we'll get to that later. Definitely get to that. And, and you mentioned last week's... Um games uh the biggest winning margin i think was 13 points from that's memory. correct Sharks. Uh, just phenomenal to think that that's how tight the competition is um the the few standout games obviously um throughout the week just want to touch very quickly uh, as we've got um shano coming on board he's uh He's going to be with us here. He's just joining us now as he can. But um, yes, yes, just, uh, yes. How are you, mate? Hello, hello, everyone in rugby league Hello. land. Uh, Chameleon, uh, Graham, beautiful to be here yet again. Albeit for a short time, I've got a few things to do, but that's fine. Uh, lovely to jump on and chat. I, I actually had another thing uh, planned this evening, and I said no. I want to jump on with what's happening in rugby league. It we need to have a chat. Yeah, and and just. Without going into too much detail and going through all the scores from last week, there were some really phenomenal results. I think a lot of fans are still talking about that Thursday night game with the Rabbitohs and Panthers. Mm. Um, just just quickly, fellas, I mean, I know we've got a, some skin in the game with um, with these two teams here, but I think it's pretty fair to say that um, this was a cracker of a game. Could have gone either way. And realistically, what we learned out of this is that these teams... Um, could very well go very early, uh, very late into September, if not early October. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I, I messaged both you guys um, um, at the conclusion of the game, basically saying that's probably the first 
game of finals football, finals type football we've seen this year, where you know finals football doesn't necessarily have the um, doesn't necessarily have you know the the ball handling or anything like that, but it's just got this intensity. And I thought the game had this level of intensity that it just sent like every play mattered. Every tackle had to be made and every, you know, every little thing counted. And, you know, for that to happen this early in the competition, you, you tend to think that, that yeah, these, I, 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 I said to both of you guys, I think these teams, will play each other again. They've played each other twice in a handful of weeks, but they'll they'll be playing each other again sometime this year. There's a very strong chance of that. Um, we, we've talked about this. We've talked about what game it was. Could have gone either way. Both sides showed um, some great uh, skill with ball in hand. In general, the defence was very good. There were a couple of lapses uh, that led to tries and uh, two points were won by South Sydney. Um, deservedly so, because they got there. Um, but uh, you do think the two teams will come into uh, each other's paths again come September or indeed October. Um, and it may well be uh, October. Mm. No, yeah, yeah, so only one game in October. That's yeah, right. That's true. And, and I think both of those teams will fancy their, their chances of being there. Um, I think a lot of people are starting to talk about these two teams. But another team that just keeps on winning, the Brisbane Broncos, uh, they've won yet again. They've actually opened up a three-point lead at the top of the table. I know this might be a bit late, this comment, but this is a team where they were edge of the eight, some had them in, some had them out. Um, are we... I know that they're serious, but are we starting to feel as though this could be... Yeah, I mean, people in Brisbane will be talking premiership this year. True. Very true. Uh, look, they're, they're playing good football. They're winning games. That's what they have to do. Um, they've got a period of... Look, we've spoken about at length probably, and we don't need to touch on any more about you know, their draw and the lack of travel. Um, to the point where um, Magic Round is an away game for them. That's that's a good get. Uh, I think I think we're going to see now a period of time where they're playing some very good sides back to back, some very solid sides that may not be in great form, but still have the players and the and the superstars that can that can um, do things. I think for both sides this Friday night, South and uh, the Broncos, it's going to be a bit of a litmus test mm. for both these teams. If South want to consolidate what they did against Penrith, well, doing it against the Broncos, um, who incidentally, South didn't beat at all last year, played twice, lost twice. Um, you then go to the Broncos, who just seem to be finding ways to win. We, we've said it numerous times on this podcast that, you know, Good sides find re- find ways to win. It's the bad sides that just seem to find ways to lose. So good sides finding ways to win. They're a good side at the moment. They're finding ways to win. They're playing some very solid football. There are some key outs for them this week mm, that, yeah. that, that, that may cause some issues. And we'll talk about that when we talk about the games. Yeah, definitely. And Broncos no, just... is a real deal. 
Yeah, yeah. If they can keep, if they keep all their key players on the field, uh, they can beat anyone. Yeah. Um, the, the the challenge, even if they have got all their their key guys on the field, is to be able to do it back to back to back in September. Yep. Yep. Well, Mike Shano said there, the little run they've got coming up here, Griffo, over the next few weeks, I think will really answer all those questions we have about them being the real deal and whether they can sustain it. They've got South this week, and we've, we just alluded to the fact that uh, Broncos are down on troops. They play Manly the week after. That's the game you were talking about, Shane, that's at uh, Suncorp for Magic Round, which is a Manly home game. Then they go down to Melbourne to play the Storm, and then they host the Panthers. So, I mean, they've got the Warriors after that, which uh, these days isn't that easy I... of a game. And then the Sharks. Yeah. So, so, so if they if they come through that that four or five week run there with you know three or four wins, um, then yeah. you've got to you got to give them that hundred percent. I think I think it's a lot of people are drawing parallels between this side and last year's Cronulla team. I think there's more venom in this yeah. side yeah, than Cronulla had. Yeah. I, 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 I would I, I wouldn't. There's a part of me that says this side has far more strike power and smart. No disrespect, but that um, more rugby league intelligence in people like Adam Reynolds, yeah. who's just steering the ship. Payne Haas, I mean, he's massive yeah, loss from this week, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk. Cronulla didn't have a Payne Haas last year. No, no, no and no, and, they didn't and, have Reese Walsh, Ezra. Like, they're, they're all Reece they're Walsh, all playing to the. We were talking about that ability. with yeah. Origin and. Caelan Pong, anyway, that's all going to unfold because at this at the moment, Rex Walsh, probably the, you know, when you look at the players that are from Queensland, he's the form fullback. But um, look, when we're speaking of things that are impressive, uh, we're always impressed by um, the matches on Anzac Day. Yesterday, uh, the, the earlier game, uh, the Roosters versus the Dragons, just wanted to touch on this, fellas. Uh, it was a one-point win to the Roosters. We mentioned before this game in our preview that uh, whilst the Roosters would probably be heavy favourites and most people going for them in the tipping comp, the Dragons pull something out. Um, we had a bit of a chat about this one, fellas, off air. I know we were saying that the Dragons are good in patches and that other times um, we were messaging each other thinking that they were going to get done by 100. What, what did That's, I... The game delivered. The, That's what I'm trying what to get was the, What was the message? I, I think the message I sent to you guys, you know, that defence... Uh, yeah, it looked like cheese, it, looked, it? it looked like melted ice. It was just that's it. It's as soft as melted ice cream, and looks like Swiss cheese. It was just, I, and it's funny. I was talking to um, uh, a, a friend of ours, Daddy, and and St George fan, and he said he was sitting behind the post there, and he said you could just see holes left, right, and center. Mm. And I honestly thought when they scored that, what would it be his third try? Um, I thought it was over. I thought they were going to lose by fifty, and 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 it was like they flicked a switch. Um, Tyrell Sloan, um, he played some good football. I, I think it's funny, like if if you had if you'd gone up the street, like if something had happened and you had to go to the shops, you would just assume that you'd come back to a fifty point scoreline to to see a a a field goal. Um, Luke Keary field goal, who, who really at the time when he kicked it, I thought, right, that's a bit early. Like, it's good to have the points oh, on the board. too early. But yeah. yeah, geez, you know, like it was, it, it just showed, yeah, I, I thought yet again, you know, that game, 
it has uh it produced it produced some very good yeah it produced some good footy to watch I, I don't know if I, was, if I was a fan of either side whether my heart rate would have coped with it but yeah the, you know it, look and to be fair it was scrappy too there were there were times in that game where I'd I'll, okay, they've got the two points. I'll be honest with you. If if the Roosters think that that's the best team they can field and play like that, in the patches they were good. They were good because the St George were really poor, and I think that I thought they were very one dimensional with Joe Manu at five eight. It, you know, on the fifth tackle, it was easy pickings. There was a there was a fifth tackle penalty given for, for, for hitting the kicker late, which was just absurd. It was, a, it, was, it was a shocker by the referee. And and it's not that he was hit late. It's just that he was a target because that's he's, he's the only guy in the team that was kicking. If they're going to persist in in this Manu 5-8 um, system, it's, 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 it's just, it's, it's very, like I said, it's very one-dimensional. I, I, I thought... I didn't see a lot that would make me think that that's the way to go. Um, considering the guy they dropped apparently had a blinder. Dragon just... scored five tries to four. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. That's right. Yeah, yeah Dragon yeah. scored more Dragons tries. Scored yes. More tries. Yes, they did. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it is unbelievable. And yeah, I'm hearing mixed reports. It's funny you say that, Shana. You hear some reports to say that Walker went all right. I read another report that. He didn't play as well as people had expected. Player the had a blinder. I didn't watch yeah, it, but every I've read. I some, didn't see the game either, but yeah, they anyway. said he had a blinder, and I, I just think that when you looked at their attack, you know it. It you know you're going to play a top eight side playing like that. You're not going to win. Like not one that's not. No, look at the look at the Penrith. Their defensive steal. They don't miss tackles. They're you know, South Sydney to some extent. You know, it's just um, the Broncos. You, you, you're one-dimensional against those guys. They're just you know, fifth tackle is easy pickings. Yeah, it's <clears throat> yeah, and 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 look, I don't think the Roosters are are necessarily what they were. They've got a couple of uh, big games coming up, and they'll be hoping to to slip into the top eight. Uh, there's obviously another game that. Um, made a lot of news and was a bit of a funny one, but um, that might be the leading of discussion for one of our later segments that uh, that I run. So we'll, uh, we might hold off on talking mm. about the uh, the game on Sunday afternoon. Uh, hang around for the gaff if, uh, <coughs> if, you want, if you're a Dolphins <laughs> fan, you might be interested uh, in that conversation. But uh, just looking now at the draw, sorry, not the draw, the table, uh, just... Giving an indication of where things are, I mentioned the Broncos are out in front on 14 points. We've then got the Seagulls in second on 11. So a handy gap there, as I said, for the Broncos. Then we have um, a real big logjam of teams on 10. All these teams are on 10 points. Uh, the, the order here is only based on their for and against. Panthers, Rabbitohs, Sharks, Storm, Warriors, Dolphins, and then in ninth place, the Roosters. So third through to ninth, all on 10 points. Uh, in 10th and 11th, you've got the Titans and Raiders on eight. Knights in 12th on seven. On six points, starting from 13th, you've got the Eels, Dragons, Cowboys, Bulldogs. And on two points that have only come from the bye in at last, you've got the West Tigers. 
So really, just in general there, boys, we've got some big games coming up for those teams, especially the ones, I mean, you even include the Seagulls and that, they're only one point ahead of these teams. The That uh, draw is what get, what's giving them the odd point, which is helping them out at the moment. Some massive games over the next couple of weeks, and this middle part of the season is really important, especially if you play against one of those other teams in this big logjam, um, which, which could really have massive implications later on in the season, uh, whether or not you make the top eight. 100%. I think that um, I think there's a few of those teams in there that, you know, that, that there is a there is a log jam and, you know, nothing, nothing, there's nothing like having points on the board. Um, there's a couple of teams, there's a couple of teams in there with minus for and against that, that would want to, would want to erase those pretty quickly because the teams above them, if they keep scoring points, well, then you, you're not, they're going to be very hard to chase. So, you know, it's, it is a log jam and, and, and there's, there's a, there's a, there's a couple below them on eight points a game with this minus for and against. Um, it's, it, we've seen it in the years gone by that those are, you know, unless you have a big win or a big game, um, the for and against, the for and against can come back to bite you and, and you've got to get in that positive uh, early on. You've got to, even if you're not winning or if you're just scratching games, if you can get, like you look at the Warriors at the moment, they're plus eight, that's fine. If you're just getting that positive, you know that you're going to be, you know you're right um, as you head into certain periods of the year like uh, Origin, like the buys, just to see where you're at. Yeah, Parramatta have a plus for and against. Very interesting for a team that's only won three games and lost five. They're in 13th. Mm. I mean, it's only plus three, but they're the only team below seventh spot with a plus for and against them with a couple of games, probably three games over the next three weeks that they had fancy themselves in. So I'm actually expecting the Eels to come into that top eight contention over the next few weeks. Uh, when you look at that, Gray, well. I was actually looking at the Eels the other day. Um, sorry. The other day. <clears throat> today <clears throat> they've actually got like they've actually got one seven six against um th- that basically there's only one group in the top eight with a worst against column is uh the dolphins and yep. and outside of the eight the roosters and the raiders as well as the knights don't have one as bad as theirs and the cowboys is only at one seven one six nine they, they can score points but if they don't start learning how to stop points they're going to be in trouble yeah and that's that's the interesting thing like you said i mean they've scored more points than teams like you know than the storm and they've scored more points than the panthers but you know it all depends on how many you let in as well i mean losing mm. games uh you know 30 to 32 doesn't help anyone they're still a loss um but look, heaps happening on the field there. That sort of gives us a bit of the lay of the land of what's going on. There's actually heaps happening off the field, Shane. And um, I'm sure yep. that you've got some tidbits for us uh, this week. Uh, and um, can rustle some up. I'm, I'm sure if you've checked your email as a Rabbitohs member, you might have I'll, one for we're us. We're going to talk a bit about that. That's It's interesting. All right, I'll hit the music and see what you got. It's well, if you are, if you have been living under a rock, or or you're not much of a fan of football and you decided you just wanted to listen to us um, babble for a little while, um, Jack Whiten has signed with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. In 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 what I think 
for a lot of people is just a, a signing, you know, players get signed every week. It has absolutely lit the wick on 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 Ricky Stewart's ball sack. He is not a happy chappy. Um, he's actually he's actually demanded that the that the Raiders uh, formally request that the NRL have an investigation, a bit like Desi, uh, Desi's investigation, um, into how South Sydney not only acquired the signature of Jack Whiten, but the mode in which they've done it. So basically, he's taking a pay cut to go to South Sydney. He's, he's you know, we talk about back-ended deals. We shouldn't talk about back-ended deals because uh, back-ended deals are actually illegal in, in, in rugby league. They are, they really? are deals. Yes, they are. They are deals that increase in value due to the worth of a potential worth of a player plus the increase of uh, the salary cap. So that's why when we say back-ended, you can't back-end deals anymore. You can only increase the salary of the player, which is what most clubs do. So, so that's what's happening. It looks like it's somewhere in the order of about... Um, 700 first year, 800 in the second year, and then 900 in the next two years as, as increases go. Um, it's significantly less than what than what uh, the Dolphins offered and less than what the Raiders offered. So um, why they want to why they want to have an inquiry is because they believe that the salary cap, that South Sydney are rotting the cap because the cap's going to have what his value is to South as a player, not his market value as a person. So what they're saying is that basically by paying less, um, South Sydney in some ways rotting the cap. If you go forward now to Paul Kent, and we we all know how much we love Kenty's, uh, Kenty's rants, um, he he's he he's 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 really fired a shot at South Sydney. He basically says that um, he he he's saying that what South Sydney are doing at elite is is, is illegal in, in illegal. the system. In the system, yeah. that's right. I I don't know how um, <clears throat> and and how you say. Uh, basically, what he's saying is that um, you know when you have a player like Whiten getting paid. 700 odd thousand his first year um that shouldn't happen south sydney have come out and said we're paying him as a center he is not a five eight um he is on top center money they're basically saying well when you're the when you're the kangaroos center you should be getting more and that um the nrl shouldn't register the contract because uh he actually should be getting paid more to what he's worth rather than what he wants. So it comes to it comes to a point I want to make is that I think when we look at something that something's value or a person's value in the NRL, I think we'll start understanding there's two ways you can look at someone's value. You can look at what your their, their, their value is on the open market and what people are willing to pay them. And you can look at what their personal value is to themselves. In other words, what they want to be paid in order to play for a club. Now we know there's plenty of players who have been paid unders to either stay or go to a club. Whiten has said he wants a he wants a premiership. Uh, other players and other people in rugby league say they fully get it that they'd go to South Sydney for that money if 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 they were in his position. What 
what I think is the difference here, and, and, and Wayne Bennett, I think, has sort of not stepped into this conversation, um, somewhat rightly so, is that South Sydney invited Whiten to the centre. Uh, Whiten said, well, Whiten wasn't on record, but was, was basically paraphrased as saying that he went to South because South Sydney pulled him in South Sydney management and coaching staff, along with Cameron Murray, sat him down, said, this is our vision for you. This is what you do. This is what your position would be. This is what you'd play. If you like it, then think about it. If you don't like it, then you're going to have to reject our offer because we're not going to, we're not going to barter with our systems to, 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 to accommodate you. If you want to come here, this is, this is what you do. If you don't want to come here, tell us now. Um, he apparently was very impressed with the transparency that, um, that especially Cameron Murray showed him, that he was very impressed by him, and he chose to sign with South Sydney. It is absolutely... The Raiders are ropeable because they feel like they've been stabbed in the back. Um, players leave clubs all the time. Players, you know, I, I, think, I think, you know, there's people like... Paul Kender saying, well, what about what he did? What about what the Raiders have done for him? But the thing is, he's not going to – he could not play – he may not play finals football in the next four years. So, look, fellas, I think I think I get it. I, 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 I think we've seen other teams pay unders. South Sydney have come out today and basically said they are happy to have the auditors look through everything – if they needed to be formally audited, they were more than happy to comply with that formal auditing process. And everything they've got, everything that they've put before Jack Whiten, the, everything they've put before every player that plays at South Sydney, they're more than happy to show the auditors uh, to see if there's anything that they've done wrong. They've said that they've, they've got all their checks and balances in place. Lawyers have looked over everything and everything's fine. I think this is... If this is going to, I think this is basically number one. I think it's a bit of a storm in a teacup, but it 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 makes for interesting. It makes for interesting um, conversation because if the NRL do start to think, well, hang on, he's worth. He's getting paid less than he's worth. I don't know whether he is or isn't. That's yet to be seen. He hasn't played a game with red and green on it yet. So. Um, I think it's it's a very dangerous precedent if the NRL are going to start valuing players and they have to meet that value. Um, I, I think that if a player puts his hand up and says, I want to play here for a price because I believe this is one of the best places for me, I, I sort of think you've got to start... I sort of think you can't stop them from doing it. We know that... We know that Folau, way back when, he, he, he couldn't go, you know... He, they wouldn't register his contract, which is probably a good thing in the end. But um, due to due to the price that, that he was getting paid, there was significant unders, um, and that's what Raiders are saying now that that basically, um, at the very least, South Sydney should be paying White and what they were paying him. My argument is, well, why does someone increase in value when maybe they're not worth that, and maybe they're not worth that to the club? So, anyway. That's just uh, some interesting information there. I, I think I think this whole idea that another area that the NRL 
um, wanted to go down was a player's worth on what they've pay, played. I think that's a bit silly as well. Um, people saying he's the Australian centre, surely he's worth something. Now, Appy Coruscant was a premiership winning player when he left South Sydney. And he still got paid a, a certain, you know, he got paid far less than many other premiership winning players. So I think, um, I think it's some interesting uh, some interesting stuff there that, that really will come out to play. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, uh, Mark Ellison went down to Canberra today, got his signature, and he will officially play for South Sydney in 2024. So that's that. Yeah, interesting. Look, on many levels, um, we talked about last week, we won't go into completely, but talked about what we think Jack White is worth. And mm. he's worth what anyone wants to pay him. 100%. The Raiders want to pay him $1.1 million. I think <clears> the <throat> Dolphins might have been the same. Um, but they, they were going over the million. I don't think he's a million-dollar player. Um, that's just my personal opinion. As I said, he, he's worth whatever someone wants to pay him. Souths are not paying him a million. I don't know exactly how much they're paying him, whether it's 850 or 900 or whatever it is. He's a well-paid player. And he's a player that, in the positions, Shano, that it was outlined to him that he'd be able to play for the Rabbitohs, um, there aren't too many players, if any, who are on that sort of money. Um, Now, personally, I I didn't want to see him go to Souths. Uh, I didn't like the concept of him going from a, I'll call Canberra a lower tier team, even though they made the finals last year. Um, I don't like to see guys going from a lower side to uh, one of the elite teams, but that's just, you know, by the by. Um, the reality is I don't know that there are any laws out there that that have been broken. No. Um, there is a salary cap, and um, if he fits under the salary cap, there's no problem. Um, I do it, it, like the concept of, of players... And, and, and you know, just publishing, just to, yeah. to keep all this you know speculation, yeah. like they do, I believe in in the American sports. Um, this is what this guy's on. This is what this guy's on, etc. Now, that ends any speculation. You get a calculator out, and you can add it up. Um, according to contracts, yes, they're under the salary cap, or no, they're not. Um, and, you know, there are third-party payments and whatnot, um, and they need to be published. Uh, yeah. and, and I think, yeah, look, I, I think this probably at this stage you've got to say for 2024, uh, if there's any markets out there on the 2024 Premiership, that the Rabbitohs should be favourites. Graham, sorry, I, I think you were going to say something there. No, I was actually just going to just going to throw it to you there, just with a, with a comment. But I think you've covered it. Um, a lot of Ricky Stewart's criticism today, uh, in regards to this, has been um, the fact that a player can sign so far out. I think he's looking at the impact on his club for the rest of the season, yep. knowing that Jack White will be a Rabbitoh next year. 
this is I feel like every time a player signs, there's all these these things that come out. We've got the discussion as to if you know should players be able to sign so early? Should there be a window at the end? Um, and and Graham, this was actually in his contract. He's he's in his contract. There was a clause that said he can actually negotiate at any time. He can he can negotiate his next his next contract at any time. And and the problem is, and this is what cracks me up. I think I think Kenty might have put it out there. He goes, oh, but but they wouldn't have thought he would have done it. Well, if you didn't think he was going to do it, then don't put it in the contract. Yeah, like like that's just bad management. It's horrible management, and it's probably an insight into why he's leaving. Mm. And I think that's yeah, like, where part of Stuart's job there, Griffo, is. You know, you don't you don't want to say, actually, what I'm really pissed off about is the fact that as a club, we haven't kept him. And could the management have done more? Could they have done more if they were more successful? Would he want to go? He's effectively said, I need to leave to... He, he effectively said when he stepped down from Origin a couple of weeks ago that I want to focus on winning a premiership. And we had a laugh and we said, well, you won't do it at the Raiders and you won't do it at the Dolphins because they were the teams on the radar at the time. And I remember having a joke to someone. I said, unless he signs with the Panthers... He might as well keep playing Origin. Well, he's, he's signed with another club that's going to give him a fair crack. Yeah, separate issue uh, as far as I'm concerned, this whole uh, stepping down from rep footy. I, I don't like it personally. I hate it. Um, I, I think you I don't think games. he was going to get picked. Yeah. I think he decided yeah. I'd rather... I'll, I'll quit oh, look, he would, he would have been there. He would have been in the 17. <laughs> I think um, if you're, I think if you, if you're part of the I'm not convinced he would have been school. in the 17. Now, oh, who else is there to pick? Uh, dropping guess, like flies, but, but but three weeks ago maybe not. Yeah, yeah, true. But they're dropping like flies. Mm. Sorry, Griff. No, no. Um, I, I, look, particularly with Turbo, I wouldn't be having Turbo there. I, I'd have Jack White in the centres. Place mm. um, not available. You know, like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I did offer the Kangaroos. Yeah. Like you know, like no he and the played in the centres. Guys, can and, I just? Go, Griff. Sorry. No, 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 no. I was just going to say this. This highlights a bigger problem, and I think a lot of Canberra's frustration right now is you start to look at over the last three years, top-notch players who have put their hand up and left that club either early mm-hmm. or at the end of their contract, and 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 you look at the caliber of player and the and the quality at the time they left. I, I know. No, I, I know Bateman might be scratching for form at the moment, but but at the time these guys left, they were at the top of their game and they were very, very good footballers. And I think I think there's a bigger fundamental problem at the Raiders is that they are starting to find it very, very difficult to keep quality rugby league players uh, in the nation's capital. I, 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 Jack White and leaving, to me... The only inquiry that needs to take place is one internally at the Canberra Raiders as to why over the past five years have we lost some very, very key talented personnel who just seem to walk away. They don't, you know, it's, it's, it's like they tap out. It's, it's, it's not as if they, it's not as if they, you know, go for more money or go elsewhere for greener pastures. They just tap out as if to say, I'm walking away. I, I don't care what happens behind me. 
that's the key that's the biggest problem and and to be honest with you it's very hard for for canberra to comment and dictate the the market value of a player because they've been playing overs for years to get folks down there and And, you know part of their frustration with whiten is he's been on big dollars and Mm. um i think he was already on a million anyway um yeah even without like the uh, however many years they were, <laughs> I think Griffo signed him, but he would have been on a million. Yep. Next year, yeah. uh, anyway. I think Griffo. Um, I think he he's paid more at Canberra than any other South Sydney player. He's paid at South. Yeah. The other thing like about that, that, too, that, that, that the, says something. The, the yeah. thing we talked about last week too, just very quickly, not to you know replay what we said last week. Uh, for those that didn't hear it and are hearing this conversation, a couple of things. Uh, one, um, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I heard the, the official news yesterday and I went, okay, yeah, cool, he signed you. As a, as a fan, usually when you get that signing, you get this massive excitement. You go, oh, this could be the difference to winning a premiership. My first feeling was worry and concern. <laughs> one, um, <laughs> I, I, so was mine. I'd imagine they'd fit him under the cap. At first, when I heard this talk, I went, they can't fit him under the cap. How's that going to happen? My worry is, and I know the first casualty, Shane, not to, not to you know, run oh. another meeting of the Blake Taft fan club, but we know Blake no, Taft's gone but, now. He has to but go. I, 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 but you I, look at the I, I players said... that we mentioned on the podcast the other day that are coming off contract in the next couple of years. I mean, someone said, one of my mates said to me the other day, they said, would you sign Jack Whiten with the risk that Campbell Graham might have to leave? I said, no, no, no. way. No. no. I, I can I can I can I put say something which might sound slightly controversial. Oh, it's never stopped this, you you've, you've, you've yeah. Put, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I was you, going to say, like, you've, uh, swum like in number one, before, number one, up. number one. I, I, I messaged all, all you guys, and I did. I was very concerned over South Sydney Juniors and who they'd let go. And, and I said, I think I said in one post that um, Blake Taft to win the premiership. It's just a pity it won't be at South Sydney. Um, I think if he wins a premiership in his first two years, he'll retire. I, 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 I don't see him playing quality football for four years. I don't care what anyone says. Well, he is, he is, it he would is be, at the club that knows how to do a be, medical retirement. It would be, it would be a miracle. For him to 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 play what South Sydney need. Look, okay, he might step into fourteen. That's fine because but I I yeah I, I just said this I said this off air to Griffo Shane just just where you talk about position. Sorry to cut you off mm-hmm. there. The mm-hmm. email sent out to South Sydney fans today. This is just one yeah. paragraph of it. It said yeah. Whiten is regarded as one of the best and most versatile players in the game, capable of playing anywhere in the back line having played a majority of his representative football in the centres, but also having the size to play at lock or in the second row. Very interesting thing to send out to members. It's yeah. not It's not wrong. I mean, Gr- look, Gr- look, I like Griffo's call recently as long as he's not at 5'8". Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a few. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. to be fair, like that's where, like, you know, you look at some, there's been some quality rugby league players who started in the backs. Um. And you know, one's got a Clive Churchill medal that then went to the Ford Pack and was highly successful for the Sharks. Sharks seem to do it better than most. Um, yeah, look, 
I've taken up enough of people's yeah. time. That's just, my tidbits. Yeah, and that's a no. big tidbit. It's a big talking point. It, it, um, it, it, it'd be interesting what would really set the cat amongst the pigeons is if next year he puts his hand up for representative football. I don't think that's going to happen. I think, you know, Souths see him in that I, uh, I, I agree, situation yeah. where we know this guy is going to be there every week, barring injury yeah. or suspension. And maybe, and maybe that was part – I know that he said that they were very frank and honest, and maybe that was part of the frank and honest discussion that, mate, if you play for us, you, you, your representative days are over. Yeah, and, and that's hard to say. If you retire from if you retire from rep football, you retire from rep football. Put your hand up. The thing I dislike is when you're open to play rep football and back to Griffo's point. And in the first five weeks of a, of a competition, you're playing, you're, you're right to play. And all of a sudden you go, by the way, now there's been players where they've come back from injury and their situation is slightly different. That's that I, I'm happy for people to put their hand up in that case. But when when you're legitimately fit to play, if you go into it, I think if you fully retire from it, then you retire from it. Then that's fine. But yeah, mm, yeah, a lot of moving parts in this one. Um, be very interesting to see over the next couple of weeks how this um, this audit and this investigation cool. into the salary cap goes because you know, I mean, if if they find something with this, we could be faced with a situation where. Champion teams like, for example, the ones at the Panthers now. Um, if a, if you know players like Jerome Luai, Dylan Edwards, and so on and so forth say, "Well, I can get one point one somewhere else, but I'm willing to get seven at Penrith," and the NRL the Roosters, says, "No, you can't." Yeah, that's the problem. Set a very that's not, da- it's you know what? Be very very I reckon, waters, I think. I reckon as long as it's all transparent and it's published and everything is above board, then that's fine, fellas. As I said earlier. I can't stick around this evening, but for what it's worth to the listeners, sharks, eels, rabbits, dolphins, seagulls, panthers by a truckload. Um, I'm, I'm tipping an upset in the Warriors and uh, Dragons to grab the dogs. Mm. Well, a couple of upsets there late. Thank you for those key tips, Shano. Thanks, Shano. Be good, everyone. What comes you out of the swim out. He swims in, in dangerous out. waters. Yes, he does. <laughs> you got to get out before the sharks get you, mate. That's right. Uh, thanks for jumping in for the tidbits. Um, plenty Good. to dissect there. And um, really, the, the, the only place to go from there, uh, as we say goodbye to Shano and thank him for being with us, is to head off for Griffo's Grab. Griffo's Grab! Oh, what have you got to follow that, mate? Well, I'm, I'm still trying to recover. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he came, he, he saw, saw, he conquered well, and then and then he left. Then he pissed um, off. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Oh geez, now Griffo's uh, Griffo's uh, famous internet uh, has cut out a little bit there, and so geez, the poor listeners are just stuck with me at the moment. I might see we've got a few technical difficulties there with Griffo um his his internet's uh cut out if you're a long time time listener of the show you know sometimes it can be a bit unstable I might come back oh, I think I've got me? you again there yeah I've got you just now sorry mate I lost you for a all moment right. there all, right. all the excitement I've had an upgrade 
good I was going to say you've been good in the last little while. That's why I've had an upgrade, and now I, I just turned around. I've got the whatever it's called that that thing that has the lights on it. Uh, um, the router, the modem. Router, yeah. That, yeah, I think yeah, whatever one of those two, whatever it is, I'm looking at. It's got every lights on. Um, and I, you're I've coming in fine and clear. Things. We only lost you for a second. Sorry, mate. Oh my goodness. Um, what? sorry about that. That's someone trying to call me. Um, uh, call me. Yeah, Blondie. Um, now, uh, am I still with you, Graham? Still got you, mate. All right, it's all happening here. Um, the grab. Uh, had a number of um changes to the grab as the weekend progressed. Um, and what I ended up with was uh, I've got a team grab this week. Normally it's uh, well, it does vary, but usually it's an individual. Um, this time I uh, we talked about swimming a bit. I'm swimming with dolphins this week. Um, the dolphins came back from, uh, well, they, they created an equal record comeback, uh, and they, they were down 26 nil. Um, and I'd written them off. I, I tipped the Titans and, and I know, and I was thinking about the fact that last year we saw the Titans, up by some big scores into the twenties and, and get run down. I thought it's a different Titans this year. Um, but obviously they're not. Um, the dolphins stuck in the game. Um, to me, they're a team of limited talent, but a large heart. Um, never give up. The Titans are a team of a lot of talent, but only a small heart beating there, unfortunately, under that uh, yeah. under that metal um, exterior that we see on their logo. Um, very disappointing, the Titans, to be in a position where they were going so well. They took off some of their starting players like Big Tino and uh, Dolphins got into the match a little bit. I thought when they bring on the the big guns that you know that they'd be able to go on and win the game, but they couldn't. Um, so well done, Dolphins. I was actually at uh, at uh, whatever it was called in those days. Let's call it Penrith Park. Um, back in uh, I think they said it was '98. Originally, I thought it was the Super League year, but it might have been the year after that. Penrith was still wearing those terrible Super League uh, jerseys. Um, up 26-0 and it was just a nightmare unfolding after that and uh, at that stage a record created for the biggest turnaround to lose um, that record has been equaled, hasn't been surpassed um, but the Dolphins and all sorts of things happen in that game and I know you're going to talk about something a little bit later on um, obviously dolphins don't go too well on the land in some cases um, but, so we'll leave it at that but for, for a team perspective to do what they did uh, it shows heart this is a team that I didn't think 
would win many games at all. They've won five already out of their first eight. They're in the top eight, and they deserve to be there. The other team, the Titans, really disappointing. I, I've backed them a number of weeks, um, and I'm going to struggle to back them in the future. A team, I won't say full of talent, but heavy on talent, not heavy on heart, unfortunately. Um, they should have done better. Thank you, Graham. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it was a, it was one of those games, wasn't it? And we know that there's been some big comebacks, and as you said, you know, there's there's been some um, you know, some records there, and it's uh, twenty six points. I think it was after about twenty six minutes, was it twenty six nil? Um, I know I'll I'll be quite honest. I actually didn't see the first half of the game. I I I got home. I walked in the door. I turned on the TV. It was twenty six six. And having picked the Dolphins, I thought, oh, crap, <laughs> you know, I'm no chance here. And that was just try after try, almost a try, almost a try, try, try. And you know what I mean? And I'll be honest with you, Griffo, we might as well have just one conversation here because if you watch the game closely, I think you know where we're heading. My gaff does come from this game, Griffo, while we're talking about it. Um, there was one moment, uh, some people have called it a brain freeze, others just wonder what happened. Um, whilst Robert Jennings, we know he did get over the line in the game the other day, um, there was one attempted at try in particular where he got the ball, he went to ground about a metre out, he wasn't held, and it seemed like an eternity before a player come and uh, affected the tackle. And in that time, I know most people are yelling out at their screen, get up and score, get up and score, and he just didn't. But um, this this is one of those ones where you can find it easily on um, on social media, on the internet, so on and so forth. Uh, in the end, they ended up winning, which I think was uh, obviously a good thing for uh, Robert Jennings. But um, this was probably one of the... I mean, overall, the game, bizarre. The fact that a team can come back from that far down. But this moment, just for a second in um, in particular, Griffo, it was, it was really bizarre. That's the way, that's the only word I can find to, to describe um, what I saw. Uh, Robert Jennings is a first grade rugby league player. He's played quite a few games, probably not as many as was expected, as when he was a, a junior, he was uh, a real big thing um, and probably didn't love, live up to... And, and you know, his career's not over, but no. um, it's been nowhere near the expectations of, of when he was running around in the under-20s with the Panthers. Yeah. Um, and he was really the main uh, strike weapon in an age where... Uh, in a team where there were a lot of stars who are now NRL established NRL stars, um, he had, had some injuries and then uh, he moved clubs. Did pretty good at Souths, played a, a lot of games, scored a lot of tries on the wing there. Did yeah, but never never established himself as a regular first grader. Certainly not as a top line first grader. 
Um, he went back to the Panthers. He spent a year or two there. Um, mm. Played the it's odd first the grade game. Tigers, I think, in there as well. He was at the Tigers. Uh, yeah. I don't know if there was another club, but definitely at the Tigers. But hasn't lived up to what people thought he was going to achieve. Um, but again, to his credit, he's been a, a professional rugby league player for probably almost a decade, which not too many people can can say. Reality is, as significant as that is to be able to say you played nearly a decade as a as a professional or any kind of sportsman, make a living out of it, that's that's a great achievement. But in 20 years' time, no one would really remember Robert Jennings as as a rugby league player until Sunday. <laughs> this is going to be on the highlight reel. I feel like this is like yeah. the wide world sports. Um, it's one of yeah. their equivalents to the bloke that hit the the. Oh mark. look, over the in, they'd be watching that in in, in uh, you know over in Uzbekistan or somewhere. Oh, they're going, look at this, you know. Oh, the poor guy. Um, you know, um, he, he's sort of one of these guys that's going to become a, a cult hero uh, because of what he did, which was a complete shambles. Oh, it was a disaster. Uh, I mean, it's all right now because they won, but at the time, they were still behind. I think they still needed a couple of tries. Yeah, they did, um, uh, which adds to the merit of the team to, to overcome that and still go on and win. Um, he just, he was on a ball while he was heading towards the line. He sort of lost his foot in and then he just stayed there. Now, what I heard was, and, and his teammates, there was Nick Arima and, uh, no, there was another one at Ray Stone with yelling at him, get up. He was giving um, it to him. Afterwards. And by that stage, eventually someone from the opposition just came and laid on top of him. Mm. Um, and it was the last, I think. I think that's what was frustrating uh, them as well. Yeah, I'm not sure. Might have been a um, handover after that. Was it la- I feel what like he it was said the apparently to his teammates was that he thought he was uh, he was going to create a double movement, um, but he didn't have any hand on him. Mm. So, so he was perhaps like... he doesn't really know the rules. Um, he might look, have. Thought he felt a hand or something yeah, there. You know, yeah, might be the hand of God. Um, yeah. Easy, but, easy uh, in hindsight and all that sort of thing, but obviously oh, if he... You know, he had, he had a bit of a brain snap. Um, as you say, it didn't cost them a victory. And that's, you know, he, he there'll be no one more grateful about that than uh, Robert Jennings himself. Um, when we come to the team list later, it'll be interesting to see if he's still in first grade. Um but, uh, yeah, people will now remember Robert Jennings. Um, not necessarily for the great things he's done or will do, but he'll never be forgotten um, for the guy that, uh, you know, I think of Lay Down Sally. I think of John Drummond. <laughs> people who just laid down and have been remembered for it. Um that it was uh, it was quite comical, and uh, yeah, I mean, imagine you, you're a Dolphins fan and you're sitting there, oh, like far out. Anyway. Yeah. It was bad enough because I, I was trying to back them because I tipped them, and 
you know, I I ended up, I'm, I'm going to say it on here, I had to say it at some stage, I tipped the round last week, and that was yeah, the game that, that um, I was really tossing up between the, it was one of two, that one, there was also the Cowboys one I was unsure of, and um, it, it's actually funny because I said on the podcast here that if I only went with my head, I would have tipped Penrith, so you know, I can't brag too much about getting the round. But this was one of those ones where I'm almost slapping my head thinking, you idiot, why have you tipped the Dolphins? And it was almost purely on the back of the chat we had last week where I haven't been tipping the Dolphins and they, 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 they tend to win in those games. But you made a good point there, Griffo, with the Titans. They're a really hard team to follow at the moment um, and, and to know what you're going to get out of them. They've got a tough one again this week, but... Um, yeah, I, th- I think that um, Gold Coast fans are going to be looking for a bit of an improvement because that, that's inexcusable, giving up a 26-point lead. That is just... You can't do it. It's, unheard, it's unheard of, uh, giving up a lead yeah, like that. So, yeah, not good at all. But um, look, we might as well start looking forward to this week's um, games. There's a big round this week. And as I said, it feels a bit odd considering we've only just finished the... Uh, the last week's round, but um, we might as well get into it and blow the whistle and kick off on this week's preview. All right, there's kickoff, and we've got our preview starting. This week, we're already up to round nine. It's going mighty quick. Uh, keep in mind, all the people who are up in um, Brisbane, um, we're not too far away from Magic Round. This is the last round before Magic Round in round 10. So we do have uh, the home and away season happening this week. So we're going to start tomorrow night. Um, Thursday night, the Sharks are taking on the Cowboys. Um, now, I've got the team news here. I wouldn't imagine too much changing. The teams were only announced today, given the um, given that we had games yesterday. But um, yeah, Sharks hosting the Cowboys. Points Bet Stadium, Sydney. So this one's a Cronulla home game. Um, Fitzgibbon has named the same 17 that beat the Bulldogs last week. Um, Finucane's still a week away, for those wondering. Um, Todd Payton also naming the same team. There's, uh, yeah, it's the same team. Um, the only thing that may change, I noticed last week when the Cowboys played, Cotter and Granville did a bit of a switcheroo. Um... Tulangi only got a fine for that tackle on Gagai. Uh, so he should be good to play. Um, for those keeping an eye on the Carpool Rugby League favourite, Helium Lukey, uh, the Bloons still about a week away. So, um, yeah, still a... Uh, this is it's a bit of a tough one because I know, I know we've gone cold on the Cowboys. They got a win last week and... While we're going cold on the Cowboys, Griffo, despite that win last week, the Sharks seem to be um, warming up. I think that especially uh, looking in and around their house and um, Mr. Nico Hines for the Sharks, um, people are looking at the Sharks and taking them seriously. Another player I'd be really interested to get your thoughts on um, had a big game on the weekend, Will Kennedy. What are you thinking of this Sharks team coming up against the Cowboys this week? Yeah, they're, they're in form. Um they're in form. They're dangerous with the ball, and uh, they're playing at home. So for those reasons, I uh, while it's uh, I think it, you know it's a hard game to tip. Um, 
I've got to stick with the Sharks. I've, I've not liked what I've seen from the Cowboys this year. Uh, they're still a little bit below full strength, the Cowboys uh, in the forwards there, without Tamalolo and without the Bloon. Um, also without uh, Griffin Neem. So uh, while it's still a good pack of forwards, I guess a little bit lacking in depth there. Um, and I'm, I'm going to stick with the home team. They, they've been uh, they've been quite good after a few poor performances, but uh, yeah, as of uh, their most recent form, it was very good. Um, their last two games, I think they beat the Roosters the week before last, and they got the job done against the Bulldogs. I thought they'd win by more. Mm. Um, they probably should have, but uh, um, uh, our man uh, Ronaldo who does some yep. great things. Uh, unfortunately, and unfortunately for him, Robert Jennings saved him from uh, this week's gaffe, I would have thought, given that he had no one in front of him. He uh, sort of dives in the in goal, but his elbow crosses the uh, in goal in touchline, which I think he's done something similar in, a, in an earlier game this year. Might have been against Hara. I might be wrong on that, but yeah, he's bombed a few tries, uh, Ronaldo. Uh-huh. Um but uh, again, they didn't lose the game, and uh, he'll go on, and he'll probably have a have a great game this week. Um, it's it's all sharks for me uh, in a tough game to pick. Graham, you're the, uh, to... the man with the form on the board as far as tipping goes. <laughs> I'm tipping the sharks in this one as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it says a lot when in the carpool rugby league competition. Um, you know, my wife, she's actually on the same points as me. She hasn't used the joker yet. Uh, so you can tell she doesn't ask for my advice. And I had to laugh, actually. If you are on the Carpool Rugby League tipping comp and you see 7-all, um, that's one of our good friends too, Randall. We were talking to him the other night. And we said, you, you're killing it, mate. What's the secret? And uh, he basically said, I listen to your show, hear who Griffo's tipping and go the opposite. So I was about share. to bring that up, but... Uh... <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's a good way to go, listeners. Yeah, you big shout out. Who's going to win? Big go shout out. Tips. Big shout yeah, out. Seven so, all. Um, he's going well. Going yeah. really well, and um, it, it's a bit of a shout out to him. We know he listens along, so uh, he's he's actually um, yeah, he's he's on equal points with the highest point scorers that haven't yet used their joker. So you know, you can effectively say that when it all evens out, that um. Yeah, both Ash and Seven All are in a, a pretty good uh, position. Um, Dollar Billsy, our mate Dan Wills, uh, didn't have the best week over the last week, so he's dropped down a little bit. So the tipping comp's heating up. Uh, back to the game at hand, the Sharks. I like the Sharks in this one too. I'm a bit cold on the Cowboys. I know you talked about uh, some of the players that are missing. Uh, my biggest concern is the fact that, yes, while there are some players missing and there are a few players that are out, there are some shining lights in this team, obviously, um, you know, the likes of Scott Drinkwater. They're just, I, I don't know what it is about the Cowboys. Even the players that are there that we saw big seasons out of last year, there's just something amiss. There's just something that's not clicking with them. It's with them. It's not as fluid. It's just a bit clunky this year. And, um, you know, I, I just feel like they're going to be good this year in patches. They might snag a game here and there. But um, yeah, I'm I'm really starting to think that last year might have been. I don't know. I don't, 
It all was Yeah, I'm actually starting to think that, and I think we all jumped on the 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 hype of how they went last year and thought they could back it up, but I actually feel as though you know there's a there's a bit of a case of them not being able to sustain it. Clubs figuring them out, um, and just a bit of a you know when you have a you know when you have a player and they come out and they have their debut season and they're phenomenal, and they have that second year syndrome. It's the feeling I got about the Cowboys as a as a as a unit this year. There's a bit of second year syndrome where Todd Payton came in last year. They were really keen. They had all these new ideas, these fresh things happening, and I feel like this year it's just not happening for them. Whereas the Sharks are building. The Sharks were strong last year. They're 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 a top team. They're a really good team, and I think that they've got enough strike, especially in that back line. Um, last year we talked a lot about Will Kennedy. I think he is in phenomenal form i think he's uh one of the top line players i also think uh if you're not a sharks fan but you're a rugby league fan and you want to keep an eye keep an eye on one of the best players in the game um just tune into the sharks games each week to see how nico hines is going because he just keeps pushing and pushing um for a possible selection in that um state of origin team and look, in fairness to Griffo, uh, I thought Jerome Luai was exceptional on the weekend. So some really yeah, it was good. good uh... yeah, it was undoubtedly his best game this year. From, mm. uh, but so, so we've Nicole, got to... Nicole will be in the 17. Whether he's at mm. 6 or 14, uh, I, I expect he'll be at 14. But uh, thoroughly deserves to be wearing a blue jersey. He's worn a blue jersey several times. Unfortunately, it's always had the number 18 on the back. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, that's right. He's, he's been warming up with the them. Field. Yeah, but, so um, yeah, I'll... they've got his size. They just need to change the number. <laughs> That's right. I think I think the Sharks will get this one done. I'm actually thinking that um, I'm, I'm really confident that the Sharks win this one. I, I really like them here, and I think that they're going to have a good show on um, well, tomorrow night. Friday night, the uh, early game uh, goes Combank Stadium in Parramatta. Uh, the Eels will be hosting the Newcastle Knights. Um, one of the biggest losses really uh, coming out of last week's game. I mean, we haven't... I think this is the first time that I'm saying the HD word. I think this is the first time we're going HD, and I'm not talking Hayes Dunster. Uh, I'm going to say hip drop. Um, there were some hip drops uh, throughout the, the rounds last week, but... Um, Probably one of the biggest injuries that we saw um, was Regan Campbell-Gillard. Um, there's been a lot of talk. Some reports are saying that it's a, a groin injury. I've heard reports that there might be a fracture to the pelvis, um, you know, some, some sort of hip fracture there. So all we know is Regan Campbell-Gillard, is he's going to be out for a long time. Um, Makatoa is going They're to join talking the eight to ten bench. weeks. Yeah, yeah it's, and it's a big a big chunk of the season to lose your one of your best props. Um, so the oh, Eels, yeah. Eels really need to regroup with this one. Um, Sean Russell also coming into the centres for Bailey Simonson. He's out with a head knock. Uh, Hayes Dunster's going to come in on the wing. Um, Dunster's back. Yes, and I think Greg is going to be the player in the starting lineup. I think Makoto will be on the interchange bench this week for the Eels. So uh, a few few changes there for them. Um, the Knights, they're sticking with the same seventeen. Um, they went down narrowly to the Cowboys last week. 
We've got this side here, Griffo, with the Knights. Um, many people tipped them last week. Uh, they're another one that people have been struggling yeah, I tipped to, them last week. Yeah. to figure out. You've got Kalen Ponger in at number six. We mentioned that um, last week, that the, the possible number one for the, you know, the best... Yeah, the best best fullback in Queensland is playing number six for his club. Um, I'd I'd imagine obviously that's a that's a case of get get your hands, get the ball in the hands of the best player as much as possible. Um, just interested your thoughts on the Knights coming up against um, Parramatta's side, who as I said are, are missing one of their top line players. Yeah, they are. Um, lucky for them, I think that. Uh... The number thirteen, who uh, I guess uh, he did a hop drop last week, uh, uh, Jermaine Hopgood. Uh, he did the drop. Hop drop. Uh, yeah, the hop drop, and the hop drop only got a fine, um, which I was surprised by uh, when you looked at it in comparison to the two Broncos who are missing a week. I, I didn't think uh, what the Broncos guys did was as bad as uh, as the hop drop. Um, but anyway, there he is. He's there. Um, and I, I look, I think he's a really good player. Obviously, came through Penrith system, uh, and he's he's been really good for the Eels this year. Um, while I've admired the uh, the effort of the Knights uh, over the last three or four weeks, especially when they were without their star um, in Kalen Ponga. Um, I think I'm still going to tip Para. Uh, yeah. I'm not confident, but I just think Para at Comeback Stadium. Um, it's, it's obviously that's where they play their best football. Uh, RCGs have been having a great year. You know, he's a current kangaroo uh, as of the World Cup final, and, and he was really good for the kangaroos over in England. But uh, yeah, he's he's going to be missed. Um, but I still have this feeling with the likes of Moses, Brown, Gutherson, uh, they've still got Junior Baolo there. Yeah. Um, Lane, Mattison. I think they've got enough. Um, I, I do really admire what the Knights have done, but I just think, again, that like the last couple of weeks, they've just come up just a little bit short at the end of their game. Um, so I'm, I'm going to stick with Para. Um, and so, uh, listeners, get on the nights. <laughs> it's a bit like that, isn't it, with tipping at the moment? I mean, you don't know what you, you're going to get sometimes. A um, few interesting notes here. Bryce Cartwright will play his 150th game. Um, oh, my goodness. I didn't think he'd played that many. So, yeah, it, it's sort of one of those interesting things because it's like he's been around forever, but he... Yeah. Uh, on the on the other hand, lots of injuries. Um, lots yeah, of, he's had he's a lot of dropped. Out and... uh, he's played a fair bit of uh, uh, reserve grade. Um, yep. Came on the scene as as this amazing talent with yeah. all these ball skills, um, but some defensive deficiencies. Uh, had a few uh occasions where he was in the papers for the wrong reasons i think maybe even on the front page at stages um and you know ended up leaving the panthers got a contract at the gold coast and and to be fair not too many 
um, go to the Gold Coast and their career gets better. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, he's went backwards. And, and to his credit, when he's come to Para, I think he's you know established himself as, as mm. a pretty good NRL player. Um, yeah. He sort of reined in a little bit the offloading. Um, he's improved his defense and, and he's, yeah, he's been, he's been pretty good for power. Well, I think he's been good for them too. I mean, they he's that type of player where you think, oh, is he going to offload? Is he going to get that hand around the corner of the player and, and, and throw it back? But I've been really interested just with the, the simple play and the structured play that he's had this year, you know, running good lines and attack, giving options. He's got a really good try. I think it might've been the week they played. I'm in the Tigers. So you had a really good try just running a nice line. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Parramatta in this one too. Uh, the Parramatta, I know that, you know, they're not they're not in the top eight. Um, we probably expect them to be a top eight team. I think at the start of the year we, we were talking about them being possibly, you know, most of us I think... They're a tough draw. Tough sixth, draw. seventh, eighth kind of thing. Um, I, I think of that Parramatta team that played against... The Bulldogs a couple of weeks ago, uh, that just that fluency in attack, and even that week where they beat the Tigers, they scored twenty eight. I alluded to it earlier. Even the games they've lost, they've scored a lot of points. Like they lost to the Sharks, scoring twenty six points. They lost yeah. to Manly, scoring thirty. Um, it seems like a lifetime ago that they got that one yeah. point win over the Panthers. We can't. But they are. I mean, to, felt they, they did get the win over the Panthers, and they were very mm. good that night. Yeah. Um, in a game that went into Golden Point, uh, that was that was probably their their best performance. Um, this is a game really they have to win. Yeah. Uh, because they have dropped a number of games already. They don't want to get too far behind the pack. Um, and I think they will win. I think they'll win too. And I think that this week will be one of those weeks where, um, whilst they can leak some points and score a lot of points. I don't feel like, you know, I, I don't feel like this week the Knights will have enough points in them to, because you, you could have to score 34 points to beat the, um, to beat the Eels realistically. And I, I don't know if the Knights are going to be able to do that this week. Um, we know the Knights at times have had points in them. The Knights will lift for a game. I know uh, there's been these games here and they're where they're they're funny team the Knights because they could play a, a team like Penrith and almost beat them. They beat the Warriors who have been in good form. You know what I mean? They had that draw with Manly. Um, for the Knights fans out there, they've had another win. I think they beat the um, that's right. They beat the Raiders. For the Knights fans out there, they'll they'll probably be feeling oh they they can lift for this game. But, um, yeah, I, I just think the concern is that when the attack of Parramatta with the likes of Moses and Gutherson um, are firing, especially Moses... Seville, uh, you things, know, you expect him oh, to get a try or two. Um, put, him, put him down as, a, as an anytime try scorer. He scored 40 tries in 41 games at Combank, so he's, he's good for it. Um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, we've convinced ourselves enough here that Parramatta should win this one. Big game Friday night, Suncorp Stadium. Uh, the first place Broncos are taking on the fourth place Rabbitohs. 
some big outs, as we said earlier on. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk, Griffo, about the hip drop. You know, I don't want to get back into it. There was a difficulty I said last week where I, I compared it to the N- uh, the NFL where they don't officiate hip drops because they're too hard to define and too hard to officiate from their point of view. But from the Broncos' point of view, um, unfortunately for them, Ezra Mam he's out for this week. And um, so is uh, Payne Haas. He's missing this week as well. So uh, a couple of big outs for them. Uh, knee injury to Corey Oates. So we've got Jesse Arthurs coming in on the wing for Oates. Jock Madden playing 5'8 for Mam. Um, uh, Palacia is replacing Haas uh, in the Broncos side. For the Rabbitohs, as you'd imagine, not too many changes given the fact that they had a win over the um, the Panthers last week. But good news for South, Tavita Totola coming back from a knee injury. Uh, he'll go straight into the starting lineup at prop. That means Sello goes back to the bench and Saluka Fafita is the player to miss out. Um, another player just to keep your eye on uh, for the Rabbitohs, who's not too far away from being in contention for selection, uh, Liam Knight. Um, he is looking at uh, coming back through New South Wales Cup. Keep an eye there. But um, Dry Arrow also, again, named in at prop and spending some time in the middle. This game here, Griffo, um, massive clash. Um, I don't want to give away the end. I feel like I'm giving away the ending of a movie here, but I have a feeling that the uh, this would have been a lot harder to tip uh, given... Look, if the Broncos weren't missing a few, it would have been hard to tip, but I think the uh, players being out might tip it in South's favour. Yeah, exactly. As far as I'm concerned, if, if the Broncos had uh, Payne Haas and uh, Ezra Mann. Um, I'm, I'm not overly concerned about the loss of Corey Oates. Arthur's did a really good job in his mm. absence earlier in the yeah, year. I, I, I agree. So I don't think they're losing too much there. Uh, and Corey Oates, don't get me wrong, he's a really good player, but as I said, I don't think they lose much compared with... Um, Mam. I thought Mam was in line for my uh, grab last week until... Uh, we saw what the Dolphins did, but Jock Madden is a good half, uh, normally a number seven. He's more of an organizing uh, half, I think, than uh, Mam's very much a runner of the ball and a, a brilliant runner. So that's going to change quite significantly the, the, the way that the Broncos have been playing. Um, they've still got plenty of guns in that back line. Um, so the south-south side backs are still going to be under pressure, but maybe uh, a bit closer to the rock is where maybe it's going to be a little bit easier for the south's defense without the threat of Ezra Mann. Um, a Broncos forward pack is still a good forward pack, but it's not a great forward pack without... Payne Haas, who is unquestionably uh, the top prop in the NRL. Paliasia is uh, is a good player, um, and, and he'll give a hundred percent. But um, Payne Haas, what he's been doing, and, and last week he was running like almost an outside back, but just straight through the middle and and just making huge meters. Um, 
the good thing about paying Haas uh, for the Rabbitohs is he's not there. But uh, the good thing is that uh, State of Origin's just around the corner, and uh, and he wears blue in that uh, contest. Mm. Um, I'm not sure, but I, th I think he might have missed the last game. Um, I think he did get an injury, but yeah, he's he's a better player now than than what he was this time last year. He's got a he's got a bit of an offload in his game now, which he didn't have previously so Souths we know they're uh, in, in uh, top form uh, last week was was a triumph for South Sydney they would have got a lot out of that uh, and I think they'll take that form up to Brisbane but I still think it'll be a close game uh, it's undoubtedly the, the game of the round uh, and I know what I'll be doing come 8pm 8 8 on Friday um, I'll be in front of uh, uh, of the Samsung large screen, not like your screen, um, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's big enough. Um, and uh, I look forward to this game, and it's rabbitos for me. Yeah, you might do a little less pacing than what I'm going to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a blockbuster clash. There's so many different layers to this, and it's interesting that. We mentioned the impact that the um, the suspensions uh, had made because uh, the the interesting thing with the day and age that we live in, and also to I suppose the um, the win that South Sydney had last week over the the Panthers, the the odds um, I suppose give it give a bit of an indication. We sometimes allude to them um, prior to um, South Sydney beating. Penrith, that the odds were actually out for this game. They had uh, the Broncos as favourites. They had them. They were at about dollar eighty to South Sydney two dollars. Um, by full time and Thursday's game, uh, the bookies had a dollar ninety each. By the time it was announced that South, that the Broncos were going to miss Mam and Haas through suspension, um, the Rabbitohs shortened in and. Um, that's where they currently are now at a dollar eighty two to a dollar ninety nine. So, really, beating in in the space of you know twenty four forty eight hours with that series of events with South Sydney beating Penrith and the Broncos losing a couple of players, uh, a lot of people have have come around to to looking at South Sydney in this one. Uh, I, I think it's going to be an absolute belter of a game. I think it's a real danger for for both sides, really. Um, we know what the Broncos are capable of. They've got that structure around Adam Reynolds. I know he's going to have a lot more work to do this week being um, being the, the dominant half. But obviously, too, there was a time when Ezra Mam came in and we, we weren't sure the impact he was going to have and it worked out all right for the Broncos. Reese Walsh has been absolutely phenomenal at the back. Um, so it's going to be a really important thing for the Broncos to win this forward battle. Uh, through the likes of Flegler and Pat Carrigan and so on and so forth uh, to get over the top of South Sydney, who still aren't necessarily with their forward pack of choice, but um, they're, they're not too far off. They're still missing Keon Kalamatangi, and um, I think that uh, sides are going to look at at trying to um, expose uh, the likes of Michael Cheekham a little bit. 
Uh, we know that Penrith did go down that side quite a bit uh, last week, so it'll be interesting to see um, how Brisbane attack through that. But really, as we say each week with South Sydney, when we're um, tipping them to win, as, as I will be in this game, uh, we know it comes down to those key players who can um, create big moments and big plays when needed. And that's what we saw last week from the likes of Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell. Uh, they're, they're really key. If South and his forwards go forward and um, Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell have a little bit of room, uh, that really opens it up for their outside backs, the likes of Alex Johnson, Isaiah Tass, who I'd imagine the centres for... Uh, the Broncos might be trying to isolate, especially after that try that he led in against uh, the um, Panthers last week, although making up for it at the end. But um, yeah, I think really that the, the key man for South Sydney, Jai Arrow, was phenomenal last week. Um, he and Cam Murray getting on the front foot, getting quick play the ball for Damian Cook to then play off the back of your Walker and Latrell Mitchell with the likes of Campbell Graham and um, you know, Alex Johnson, so on and so forth. Uh, supporting through the middle could be uh, the difference for South Sydney. This is going to be an absolute belt. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way. South do struggle against Brisbane, but given what we saw last week, if the Rabbitohs play to that standard, and given the fact that the Broncos have a few key players out, uh, I think that um, the Rabbitohs should get this one. Be a good game, though. It will. Belter. Uh, on Saturday, we move on to the Raiders hosting the Dolphins. Technically a home game for the Raiders. They will be uh, slightly away from home at Wagga Wagga. Uh, place so good that they named it twice. Um, the, as we said, the big news around the Raiders uh, this week is that Jack White is leaving. But he'll be there this week. He'll be playing for the Green Machine. Um Jordan Rapana coming back into the side this week. You'll probably remember um, a couple of weeks ago against the um, the Broncos, he had that um, really nasty cut to the head. So he's back um, this week. Uh, he'll slot in for Nick Kotrick. I think Nick Kotrick's got a hamstring injury, so uh, a bit of a switcheroo there. Kenny Bromwich is back into the Dolphins side. He actually missed last week's win. Uh, he had a one-game suspension after being suspended for a shot in the uh, the game the week before. I think they were playing South. So uh, Herman SASA will move to the bench. That's the only change to the starting 13. They got the job done last week. Um, just looking here, the uh, extended list, um, for those wondering at home, um, Anthony Milford is in the... Uh, Reserves list this week. Uh, I think he's a new addition to that from um, memory. I don't think I saw him there last week. Um, who else will be out of the side? JJ Collins. Yes. He's not in there this week. Okay. No, the the football player with the uh, name that sounds like he should be an author. Yeah. This one. Jeez, oh, what do you do with this one, Griffo? We've got the, the Raiders um, coming up against the... Dolphins, the Dolphins last week, they were all but gone and they did that big um, that big comeback. I mean, they're conceding an average of 24 points a game. Um, that's a lot of points to leak. Um, yeah, um, you know, you can look into this however you want. We know Wayne Bennett's got a good coaching record against Ricky Stewart. 
but uh, he, you know, he wasn't always coaching the Dolphins. Um, oh, which way are you going on this one? I'm not the expert, Graham. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I mean, I think a lot know. of I, well, I think a lot of people would look teams. at technically Raiders a home team, but they're not actually really playing at home. Yeah. They're at Wagga. Um, I don't even think they've got a good record there. I know they've played a few games over there. I think they've won one of the last three when they've taken the game to Wagga. I think probably my record, I'd love to see the stats on my percentage correct on Dolphins games, but it wouldn't be very big. <laughs> um, likewise, I've not been good with Raiders games. Um, I think I'm probably about 50% overall. Um, but these two teams along with the Titans and uh, maybe the Cowboys, I really have not done well on. Um, every week, I I think that the, uh, the, the Redcliffe Dolphins or whatever they are, Dolphins, I think yeah, they've got to lose. Um, I'm not a, a big Raiders fan um, in terms of I don't think they're a very strong side, but they did come into a little bit of form. They got a few wins to, to climb up the ladder a little bit, and then they've had the bye. Um, look, I'm probably going to stick... I'm going to put down Canberra. No confidence. Uh, it's the best thing. If we've got any uh, Dolphins fans out there, they're all standing up cheering because they know that... Uh, <laughs> they're going to win now that you did. Yeah. So, uh, again, to those out there who want to hear my tips so you can get the other side, um, you're going to get on the Dolphins because I'm, I'm going to tip Canberra. Uh, the fact that Jack Whiten is actually signed, I think it's going to really deflate... The Raiders um, almost makes me tip the want to tip the Dolphins, but <laughs> Dolphins uh, fans are going, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, what did we ever at, do? To my you? peril, I'm, I'm going to stick with Canberra. Um, I don't, I don't really don't know why because I, I don't see them as a as a strong side. Uh, they've got a good forward pack, uh, likes of Papali'i. Tarpany, Hudson Young's been in good form, Whitehead and uh, Big Red uh, in the 13. Um, and then they can bring on the likes of uh, Gula, Hadawid and Ida. I still don't know how you get Hadawid and Ida out of that, but um, you know, I guess my pronunciation's not that good. But the guy that I, I still can't understand why he's not played more NRL is, is Trey Mooney. Um, every week he's listed on the reserves list. They've also, interestingly, they've got Xavier Savage listed at 20. Um, if he's fit, I would expect he will come into the back line somewhere. Um, he's the guy that they got behind and said, right, we're backing you as our number one, um, which basically led to the demise of of Nick Cockleshanstadt, who went back to the Warriors and has shown us again this year that he's a class player. So, um, but I'm going to tip Raiders. Having said all that, uh, Raiders, and I'll probably lose on that one. <laughs> this is a tough one to pick. I mean, 
anyone who can confidently give you know a series of reasons as to why one team will win over the other um you know i'd love to hear i'm really struggling with this one I I feel like every time I tip against the Dolphins, they win. Last week was probably the first week that, you know, I've, I've gone with them and they won. I don't know what that game last week took out of the Dolphins. I'm, I'm going to go down this route. At this stage, I might think Raiders. They're coming off the bye. So um, I'm hoping the Raiders are fresh. I'm hoping that they're good to go. They've got a bit of bit of uh, zip in them, for want of a better term. Whereas the Dolphins, I know, they've had that they had that big game last week. They went down to South the week before. Oh, the Cowboys, yeah. Jeez, I'll, I'll I'll go Raiders purely for the fact they had a bye last week and um, maybe they're freshened up from that. I know it's not much to go off, but it's a really tough one to pick. Two teams that are just inconsistent, and when they show a bit of form, they then fall away. But um, yeah, this is one of those ones where I'm tipping Raiders now. But uh, by the time I put my tips in before tomorrow's game, I'm not. It could all change, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Raiders. Just shows how close the competition is, doesn't it, mate? It, you just can't yeah. tip a winner. Um, I'm just and, looking at number five for the Dolphins, Robert Jennings. What's he going to do this week? He scored two last week, so he did yeah, score two. Maybe, yeah, he's on a roll. I think he, <laughs> there was a there was the gaff, and then he uh, dropped one. So look, he get look, you know, he's within cooey of the line uh, four or so times. So you never know. Um, but another team that seems to get close to the line quite a bit in recent weeks are the Seagulls. Um, they're another team that's uh, that's hard to pick. They they kind of have a good week, bad week, and even last week where um, they may not have been as good as other weeks, they they still got the job done. Uh, Manly will take on the Titans this week. Uh, this one is at Brookvale. Uh, kick off this one five thirty Saturday evening. Uh, in regards to the team news, uh. You, you alluded to it earlier, Griffo, the Tom Trebojevic uh, groin injury. He's been named to play. Um, obviously, there'll be fitness tests throughout the week, so on and so forth. Um, Two Apollo returns from a knee injury as well. Garrick's going into the centres to replace Brad Parker. Uh, he's got a knee injury. John's taking over from Schuster at 5'8". Schuster's... Uh, He's uh, been a bit in and out this uh, this season as well. Um, who else have we got in the team? Carl Lawton. Um, he's back after a few weeks. Yeah, we? he's back there, number 14, which will mean um, Aaron Woods would go down to, to number 18. Uh, for the Titans, Jojo Fafita is in at centre. Um, Phil Semi, he'll go to the wing. So a bit of a positional switch there after last week's game. Um, Huss and Werner added to the bench this week. So they've made a few little changes there. You've got to wonder what's going on uh, there at the Titans. Obviously not mass changes there, but a few little tweaks there. You'd imagine they wouldn't be happy with what went on last week. And with a team like the Manly Seagulls, I mean, the Gold Coast Titans, you have a... 
you have a bit of a lapse and you let in um, as many points as they did last week. The Manly Seagulls are a team that if if you're not uh, you know paying attention, they'll they'll put a few on you as well. Well, they can do. Um... They had a, are they up to their good week or their bad week? Are they doing no. a bit of... They're a bit hokey-pokey, aren't they? The fact is, as bad or as, you know, as they've been in some games, they're actually in, in second spot on the ladder. Um, and they've, they've been awful in some games, but they are the reigning uh, pre-season cup holders... Um, and they're in second spot, so we've got to give them credit somewhere. I don't know how they're in second spot, but they are. Um, I'm going to tip them this week because I'm off the Titans. I've been on the Titans this year. I really thought when I looked down their list, and I looked down their list again, and it's a good list uh, individually. Unfortunately, the worst thing they they do is they all put on a Titans jersey, um, <laughs> and they play like it. Some of them, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't tip them again. No, I'm not saying for the rest of the year, but I can't tip them this week after what I saw last week. Um, they'll obviously want to prove a point to themselves. You know, not doing it for anyone else put themselves and, and, and trying to restore pride. If they can win, they're back into that that log jam on ten points. Um some teams obviously yeah. rise above the ten this week, but um there's be others who won't. Uh but I can't tip them. I, I'm I'm tipping Manly based on the fact that I can't tip the Gold Coast Titans this week. I doubt Trebojevic of the Tom variety will play. I would not play him. Um, but they know more about his condition than I do. All I know is that he went off injured last week. And even before that, in every game this year, he just can't stretch out when he's running the ball. Um, last week he got run down by Stefano pretty quickly. Ute Kamanu, a prop forward. Now, Spit Turbo would have uh, would have been twenty meters in front of Stefano. With with all due respect to Stefano, um, I was looking at the Dali M points, and he's registered quite a few. And I think a lot of it's just to do with his name. You know, like I, I, what I've seen, he's been average at best. He is a class player who is not physically able to do at the moment what he could do previously, where he dominated at all levels of the game, not just in the NRL. He was uh, the uh, the Wally Lewis medal winner two years ago as the best player in the series of state of origin that's when he is at it he, he was he along with Latrell in that series yeah. were the reasons new south wales won both those guys were out last year and we lost 
Um, but for mine, he, even if he does play, I've got no confidence that he's going to be able to play well. Yeah, he's not. I think not they might be better do. resting him. And and uh, Ko Weeks uh, had the job there a few times. Uh, I know he he had a bad performance in defence against the Panthers. He was up in the front line. I think uh, maybe it's Ko's week um, <laughs> that he comes in. Anyway, I'm tipping Manly. Sorry for banging on a little bit too much. But, yeah, I'm going to tip Manly because I can't tip the Titans this week, Graham. Yeah, oh, you got to go with Manly in this one. Um, it's, uh, it's it's interesting, too. Like As you said, you look at the, the ladder, a win would effectively hold that second position for them. Um, I just thought of it then. I know this is totally off topic. Dali M... Um, Points. You mentioned Dali M and it, it made me think of it and I was going to mention it earlier but I forgot. Um, Payne Haas, he's actually leading the Dali M, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. Uh, so he's got that suspension so that's going to be big implications there for um, for uh, Payne Haas and the Dali M leaderboard at the moment. But um, Do they take back... points off for that if you get a suspension? I think there are deductions this year. I'd have to double check on this one because... Um, I know there's changes it's a double-edged slightly. sword, really. Because if, if you're suspended, you can't gain points. And if they're taking points off you as well, that's a little bit harsh. Yeah, because... Uh, yeah, I'd have to have a look into it and do a bit of research because... Um, remember there was that uh, situation where if you get, yeah, if you get suspended... Um, for X amount of games, you then become ineligible. So, right. yeah, and we've, we've talked about it previously. Uh, the fact that, look, if you're suspended, you can't play. There's a there's your punishment. Yeah. But anyway, um, look, for this game here, uh, I'd expect Manly to win this one. I um, I like the look of Manly, but yeah, as you said, I'm, I'm, I'm just really concerned about Tom Trebojevic. I don't know we've ever seen a player with so much talent, has so many concerns with injury. Uh, even if he does play, as you said, he won't be at his best, but I don't think that matters. I think they've got enough uh, across the park. And even when they've had injuries and other players fill in, uh, we know Schuster was out for a while, Johns came in, they were still performing well with him in the halves there. Uh, Daily Cherry Evans, uh, you know, he knows how to control a game. Um, I, I just think that with the Titans, I, I couldn't imagine anyone being confident in tipping the Titans in this one, uh, given the fact that they can have massive lapses in games, even when they get out to big leagues like we saw last week. I think the Seagulls have too much class, and um, I, I think they've got a, a lot to play for here, and they'll be looking to cement second spot, and I think they'll do so. Um, I actually think they might win well. <laughs> Could be a contender for the uh, for the margin. Uh, we've still got a few other contenders, but one, one uh, little thing I just uh, noticed: Kieran Foran returns to Bookvale. Yes, uh, that's a good tidbit. Yeah. Good one. Yep, he'll I be bet looking he for. Very wished a... he was still at Bookvale. Yeah, he it will be interesting. He might forget and run out for the other team if he's lining up uh, <laughs> on the other side. You'll know he's he's forgotten, yeah. but. Look, we mentioned there that I said, look, you know, it could be a big win, um, you know, if you're looking at your margin for the week. 
if you're in a tipping comp where you've got a slightly margin like the other one that Griffo and I are in uh, through our workplace, um, this is probably the game that a lot of punters are going to be looking at. We've got, um, well, we've got over the past two years the best team in the Panthers coming up against, uh, for want of a better term, the worst team in the last couple of years. Panthers played Tigers. Um, it, this game here, it's at uh, Carrington Park at Bathurst on Saturday night. So it's really good to see Penrith. They take the, the game out to Bathurst. A lot of Penrith support um, out there, um, you know, west of Sydney over the mountains. Uh, it's always a good night out there and people really enjoy rugby league being taken to the Bathurst region. Um, Taruva, he's been named. Um, I know a lot of people have probably seen some footage there. He hurt his ankle against the Rabbitohs. Uh, so that'll be very interesting to to see how that all plays out. But we do know that um, Isaac Targo, Tago is uh, a pectoral injury. Um, so he's out. Tyron Peachy coming in. That's a bit of a blast for the past for the Panthers. So, um, yeah, Isaac, is it is it the proper pronunciation? Is it Tungo? Tungo, is that how you... Yeah, Tungo. Like tango, the dance. Yeah. Oh, tongue, he does yeah. dance on the field a little bit. He's got yeah. a bit of footwork about him. My my apologies. I've heard a few pronunciations, but it's, I've heard Tungo a lot more recently, and I said uh, Tago there, so I wanted to correct myself. Um, but, yeah, he's out this week. So Tyron Peachy coming in. Uh, he was signed for that versatility and, and trying to fit in where he could. Uh, they come up against the Tigers. Uh, this will be obviously the first time that Api Coruscant, uh comes up against uh, the Panthers in a Tigers jersey. Uh, Nofaluma also back for the Tigers here. Um, he hasn't played for quite a while. It's probably been about four or five weeks. Um, he takes the place of another former Panther there in Charlie Staines. Uh, he's out for a long time. This injury is a bit of a um, bit of a concerning one. You just want to you know hope for his uh, for his health here. But from what I'm hearing, it's a bowel perforation, so not yeah. a good um, thing for anyone to have. They reckon that it could be a couple of months for him. So all the best to uh, Charlie Staines. Um, yeah, that's a bad one. I'm yeah, another another form. He's yeah. been playing okay. Right? He, yeah, he's had some he's had some good form and he's had some opportunity to play and he is a he is a good player. So given the opportunity and a bit of first grade experience, um, he's only going to develop. So all the best to Charlie Staines, another former Panther in Brett Naden. Uh, he's back from a collarbone injury. Um, so this game here, as I said, there's a few former Panthers, uh, coming up against the current Panthers team. A lot of the time you see a side like the Panthers, uh, when they lose in a game like last week where they were up um, by eight with about five to go and uh, conceded a couple of late tries, you don't want to be the team that comes up against them the next week. Uh, The other thing you don't want to be in the competition at the moment is the Tigers because um, they're, they're really struggling. They don't have a win. Uh, they're coming up against an absolute juggernaut here in the Penrith Panthers. Um, as as someone who watches the Panthers closely, Griffo, this is one of those games where you'd be expecting Penrith to really stamp their authority and show why they're one of the best teams. And we don't want to really underestimate or you know discount the Tigers, but um, you know apart from. Flashes here and there in certain games, um, you know that that 
they've been really poor this year and last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's fair call. Uh, I'm going to tip Penrith. Um, there's no great shock about that, but I don't think it's going to be easy. Um, the Tigers, they really probably played their best game last week. They were in a position to win and then it just didn't work out for them, uh, unfortunately. They've got a backline there that's got some attacking potential. But defensively, there's a number of guys there who are... You know, they make some questionable decisions in defense, let's say. Um, you could probably say uh, the same for some of Penrith's backs. Um, Tyrone Peachy is a very good attacking player, but uh, defense is not his forte. So I think uh, the Tigers will be targeting him. Uh, Stephen Crichton came out last week and, and said his defence wasn't good enough. Um, he does have a tendency to rush out to the line. Uh, yeah, he's taken some spectacular uh, intercepts, crucial in, uh, in, in a few, particularly the grand final a few years ago. Um, but for every intercept you take, uh, your chances of letting a try in uh, are probably around about the 50-50 mark. In fact, probably uh, even less than that. Um, he did uh, last week look a bit silly with one of the South's tries where he just rushed up and uh, it was just uh, a bit of oxygen that he was potentially going to tackle. On the flip side, he was outstanding in attack. And he put the big palm on uh, Isaiah Tass uh, to mm. go through right on half time. Um, in the second half, he, he got two tries. One of them, sort of, he, he got the uh, the pickings of a of a bomb. Um, the other one, I can't quite remember how that happened, but there was another. Uh, he had a break downfield and. Uh, didn't put his ears back, um, and uh, I was uh, I'm on a WhatsApp group with a few of my mates that I go to the game with, and um, one of them sent sent that message through, and I was just thinking exactly the same things. Why didn't you just go for the you know go for the line? But anyway, he's he was he was outstanding. He scored all Penrith's uh, 18 points last week. Did. Nathan Cleary not doing the the goal kicking uh, with a minor. Uh, groin strain, I think it was. Um, I do think Penrith will win, but I, I don't know that it's going to be a big win. Um, they're missing a few players still. Uh, I think the loss of Tango is is dis- you know it's unfortunate, I mean, but injuries happen. Tyrone Peachy's got an opportunity there to to basically stay in that spot for about three weeks or four weeks after this. Um, they do have Jesse McLean still running around in the uh, in the reserve grade. 
Uh, I think he's the guy that will take over from Steve Crichton next year, um, re-signed on a, on a long-term contract. Very good player. Um, question mark about Sunia Taruva. He's named. Uh, they do have Tom Jenkins on the extended reserves list. He's played, I think, just the one game last year when they rested everyone against the Cowboys. Um, he's he's a handy finisher, Tom Jenkins. I'd not be surprised if he actually uh, takes the spot of Sunia Taruva, um, who uh, unfortunately went off injured last week. And that injury actually had a big bearing on the loss um, because defensively uh, they swapped Steve Crichton over to take Taruva's wing, uh, brought in Jamin. Well, Salmon was on the field, but he went into the yeah. centres yeah, and that's right center, uh, yeah. Yeah, and that didn't work. Uh it worked for Souths. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah. So um yeah, like I don't want to get too critical of of uh of the dog because he's been playing quite well this year. Um but yeah, defending in the centers, he was a little bit lost and uh and it turned out that you know that that had a big bearing on the actual result. Um, uh, the move from Souths was a great, great backline play. Credit to Souths, but um, Nathan Cleary had Luttrell. Luttrell was going nowhere. Um, Jamin Salmon sort of came in. Um, had he have stayed on the South Centre, um, I don't think the try would have been scored by South. But Latrell got the pass away. Uh, the centre, I think, got it out to uh, Alex Johnson. And I want to mention Johnson. I know we're getting slightly off topic here. But the pass from Alex Johnston was, I think, the key pass in that try. He had two mm. blokes, both of who kept it alive. did not wrap up the ball um, and uh, yeah that sent sort of Cody Walker going downfield and uh, got the pass away to Tass on marked try south so yeah uh, that centre spot there uh, is important uh, and it's hard when you're a centre you've got a lot of a lot of decisions to make um, do I go in? Do I go low? Um, I guess that's that's why these guys get paid a, a fair bit of money to be professional rugby league players. Um, but it's a lot of times games are won and lost by the defense of the outside backs. The Tigers don't have a strength in that area. And I think Penrith... Um, with some changes, possibly two changes, that could be an area that the Tigers are going to target. And I think they probably will get some tries. Um, all round, though, I'm going to tip Penrith. I've talked for way too long. Graham, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you have to tip Penrith in this one. Um, a few things there. Tyron Peachy coming back in, as you, you mentioned there. Uh, you talked about Nathan Cleary also, too, having that minor injury. I don't think our fans that are looking at their tips should read too much into that. Uh, it didn't seem to phase him 
Uh, I think he actually tweaked it the day before the South game in training, and it was just a precaution not to to do the goal kicking because obviously that can aggravate a groin. So don't be too concerned about Nathan Cleary there. Um, I, I think for Penrith too, what we've got to remember is there are a lot of new personnel in this team playing week in, week out. Um, you know, I think one player who really deserves a lot of credit, Zach Hosking, I think he's been great. Um, Matthew Eisenhuth, he's probably, in fairness, Griffo, I'd imagine amongst the fans out there at Penrith, he's one of those players that, you know, other club fans may not talk too much about Matthew Eisenhuth, but over the past few years, he has been very important. I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, He's, he's been key in winning them a premiership, but when there's been um, an injury or a player's need to come in in the forwards, he has come in and done a job. I, I, I don't think I'm out of place in saying that he's been very instrumental in, um, in coming in and holding the fort and doing a really good job, and this year he's being a bit more prominent um, in, in their squad. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a, sort of a Mr. Reliable Mm. Um, he, unfortunately for him, he's, I think he's missed both. Well, he has missed out on being in the 17 for both the, the grand final victories, yeah. even though in both years, uh, one in particular, he played the majority of the games. Um, so obviously, you know, you got feel for the guy. Um, he's valued by the club. It was reported that he was going to finish his career in England, and then uh, there was a bit of a change of heart, and they signed him, I think, to a two-year contract. Um, good backup player. I don't know. Like I know that I'm, I'm going to miss Spencer next year. Uh, I, I guess Matt Eisen would not be on big dollars. I'm sure he's not on big dollars. Nah. but nah. Um but yeah, he's a guy that they know they can rely on. Uh, they do have some handy uh, props running around, uh, like Eddie Blacker, um, Liam Henry, who's on the extended reserves list this week. Luke Garner. Yeah, not really a prop. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, but forward. You yeah. know what I mean? More second row, yeah. obviously. But yeah, yeah. just in that. But rotation. there are guys uh, who'll be, you know, a Lindsay Smith's essentially a prop. Um, so there's mm. there's guys in that position. That's why I was really surprised that uh, that they re-signed Matt Eisenhuth because, sorry, yeah, Matt, um, because they do have that depth there, and uh, but yeah, he's done the job, and and they know they can rely on him. That's why that's why he's they. They resigned him. Uh, obviously, they're they're without their their number one prop in James Fisher Harris uh, mm-hmm. for a bit of an extended time. Liot has been outstanding this year, um, as he you know he's proved himself in the big games in September and October, um, where I think last year he was the best prop on the field in the grand final. And probably through the semi-final series, I don't think there was anyone who uh, was more influential um, 
than uh, than Moses. Anyway, I'm still tipping Penrith. Yeah, I'm I'm tipping Penrith in this one. Um, and and you can put put it down to the fact. I mean, Penrith still have the best defensive record in the NRL, um, and the Tigers in their past five games have conceded at least twenty four points. Um, when you got the best defensive team coming up against a team that that leaks twenty four or more points um, in their last five games. It has the potential to be a bloodbath. I'm, this is my joker. I'm doing it. But part of me you doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Part of me doesn't want to do it because I know a lot of people in the tipping comp will be on this one. Yeah. And I often go for a point of difference, but I have a feeling yeah. if I go for another game, I'm going to get left behind. Um, yeah. Well, that's I, what I did last week. I, I, I stayed away. Well, well, no, it wasn't last week. Um, I don't normally... I've not been on Penrith at all for the Joker this year. Uh, would have been handy when they played the Raiders and when they played Manly because they had a couple of big wins, but I generally stick away from them. I'm not sure that I'm going to follow that policy this week. Well, I had a look and there's simply no other game that I'm, I'm really even certain who, who's going to win. Um, and not that I'm certain they're going to win this, but I think they're, they're fair chance. Yeah, You I... mentioned Penrith's defence, Graham. Yep. There's one thing I didn't mention, uh, and and was a, early in the piece was a potential grab, and that was the defence of Nathan Cleary against the Rabbitohs, mm. oh. um, where he put Phenomenal. a big hit on Cody, yeah, uh, chased down. I think it was Alex Johnson. Um, yep, down the wing. Yeah, he did. Yeah, down the, the, the other south play left edge. Yeah, uh, Latrell got the ball. Um, heading for the try line, Cleary dived, made the tackle. Um, it was outstanding, and uh, I think he got three points from one of the Dalian judges. I was looking at how the two judges came out, and and uh, Latrell had five points, Correct. which meant yeah. he must have had a three and a two. Nathan yep. Cleary had a three. Now. He must have got a... Could have got a two and a one, I guess, maybe. But just yeah. looking at how it was configured, uh, there were two guys that did get one. So someone said Nathan Cleary was the player of the match. I don't think he was, but someone saw it that way. But he was good, uh, and it was his defense. And uh, I think we can safely say he's the best defensive half in the NRL. Um and we're Big, still on this because I keep talking. Yeah, no, I was, I was just going to say, yeah, like, but it's it, it's fair comments too and credit where credit's due. There were some big plays there and even, um, you know, fans and I, I mean, one of the biggest fans of the podcast, uh, Eagle Dan, even made comment to me uh, during the week uh, basically saying that, um, you know, Cleary's try-saving tackles were superb and... and the the defense that he has not only those big moments like the, the the chase down for Alex Johnston but just even defense on the line and just his um just how reliable he is up in the line during the set to to defend um yeah phenomenal I think if he plays every game this year um he'll 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 go close to that Dalian um obviously. Yeah. 
uh, in recent years, injuries and so on and so forth have, have impacted on that. But yeah, as you said in that game last week, uh, he got three points. Uh, Stephen Crichton got two in that one as well. So yeah. um, so he no, must have got two off one of the judges, Crichton, and, and uh, the other judge gave the two to Luttrell. Uh, must have, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with a, yeah. yeah, which is Strange. understandable. I, I still don't think Nathan Cleary was the best on ground, but I think Luttrell was. Um, but he certainly deserved to pick up some points, yeah. and uh, he did. Yeah, but... Um... Yeah, Panthers in this one. I think Panthers well. Okay, so uh, we'll have to move on then for our next game on to Sunday. And we're heading over to New Zealand Mar- uh, Mount Smart Stadium, Auckland. But the 7th place Warriors will host the ninth place Roosters. Uh, both of these teams did play on Anzac Day. Um, bit of an interesting tidbit. Um, the Warriors have three games in 11 days um so um yeah quite a quite a bit of load management there for the warriors coming off that one but the same turnaround for both teams here coming out of anzac day um there are a lot of force changes here uh let's start with the warriors now keeping in mind that we're only 24 hours away from or 24 hours removed from their previous game uh, keep up with me here. We've got Tohu Harris, Charles Nickel Klockstad, uh, Jazz Tavega all ruled out with injuries that they suffered against the Storm. Uh, Harris a knee, uh, Nickel Klockstad head knock, Achilles for Tavega. Um, keep in mind also to uh, Dylan Walker. It's not looking good for him. He's facing two to three matches for his dangerous contact. Head, I think. Yeah. yeah, from what I hear, he's going to have a look at us. So we'll see how we go there. I think that was the um, the old-fashioned head slam last night. So we'll see what happens there. Um, <clears throat> look, uh, unless he beats that, which I'd imagine would be unlikely, um, Volkman will likely come in at 5'8". Um, yeah, so Wade Egan coming in. Um, That's a good do... end for them, Wade Egan. Yeah, so whilst it's a force change there for them, um, you know, and Afoa coming into startup prop, so current in at lock, a lot of changes there, I think for the Warriors, they're a bit of a watch this space, given the fact they play on Sunday, it might be worth logging on to um, nrl.com uh, on Saturday, just to see the uh, the updated team there, to see the latest. Um, for the Roosters, Nat Butcher, coming back from suspension, so Crichton, uh, he is in number 15 this week, going back to the interchange bench. Um, Corey Allen coming in on the wing for Tupu. Um, there's another player really with Daniel Tupu who suffered a hamstring injury. He's one to keep on Origin Watch as well, Griffo, because we know that um, he the, well, he's, he's the New South Wales winger. He's been there a fair bit. Uh, in the past few years, so that could have implications for the New South Wales side. I feel like this uh, this could be I could be mistaken. This could be Corey Allen's first game for the for the Roosters. I think he did come off the bench in one of the games. Okay, uh, so it might be his first start. It was number game. eighteen last week, but uh, yeah. whether it was the week before or two weeks ago, I'm I'm pretty certain he has had a game this year. Mm. 
I'll, I'll tell you what, there's some names on the reserves uh, list for the for the Roosters. Um, Baker, Sam Walker, still on that reserves list. Turpin, Nathan Brown, formerly of the uh, the Eels there. So, um, yeah, a bit of depth there, but it's almost as though they don't necessarily have players where they need it. Uh, really getting tested um, in certain backs. areas outside the backs. backs, especially it looks skinny in the backs. Yeah, so there's some there's some quality there, obviously, with uh, Swali'i. Uh, Tedesco, obviously, good last week. Um, but now we've got what they look like they want going forward in this Manu and Kiri halves combination, which earlier on in the podcast, Shane was critical of. They're going with it again this week. Uh, they are traveling to New Zealand. The Warriors, I'll be honest with you, watching that game last week against the Storm, early on I thought, geez... Um, that, that they might be a shot here. The uh, the cream rose to the top there. But the the Warriors have been good this year. And in all fairness, the Roosters haven't been what we've expected from them thus far. That's true. Um, yeah, it was only last night uh, that uh, the Warriors were, were running around. Um, unfortunately, they spent the last 50, well, probably 20 minutes without being able to sub anyone because they run out of players. Mm. Um, they didn't have enough head knocks to to enlist the 18th man. I, I just... It seems I don't bizarre, know, doesn't that's, it? It does. It the really does. The type of injury. Like, you've got, you've got no yeah. one on the bench, but, yeah, yeah. They've got to look... Well, not they've got to look at it. They've got to change it. Like, um, to say three head knocks... Was it? Did they change it to two? They have changed it to two this year. So if Thank you've got you two players I, ruled out with concussion, yeah, you know, like we don't want players playing concussed, obviously, and that's no. it's been a positive move, but we don't want to see what we saw last night. Now, if they have got another injury in that last twenty minutes, they would have been down to twelve players. That's just that's not yeah. professional. A professional with the bloke, with the bloke yeah. sitting there in a yellow vest going, "I'm fit." Yeah, you, you almost need to think about okay, if you've got if you're down to one on the bench or so on and so forth. No, I don't think any fan would care if they said, "Look, unless the 18th man," because I know they're worried about teams rotting it. But realistically, if you're playing with your best 17, you want those blokes out there. Yeah, I I was glad that they didn't get another injury because I, they didn't deserve to to you know go down by a big score. They they really put in and then they led for a lot of that game. Um, the injuries did impact on the on the result because there were key players that uh, like you know um, Nick Klockelshanstadt and and mm-hmm. Tofu Harris, the the world's biggest vegetarian. Who, who's been suffering from that <laughs> knee injury. Um, they've got a lot of guys who, you know, we'll call them carpool rugby league favourites. I've got another new one, um, and it's number 22. Um, I've, I've not uh, seen this name before, but Kalani going. Um, so he <laughs> might be coming, actually, if he can get a spot from 22, uh, get into the top 17. No, he might have to change his name. To Kalani coming, 
Um, but uh, that's an aside. Um, I'm going to tip the Roosters, not because I think they're playing well, but I do believe they've got this uh, very good forward pack, including the guys they're going to bring off the bench. Uh, Crichton, Tupanua, Lodge, that is a strong... uh, Oh, yeah. That is a very strong bench. Drew Hutchinson's there as the... uh, as the utility man who can literally virtually play anywhere on the field. Um, and then you have got some serious strike weapons uh, in 15, 16, 17. I don't think that the Warriors forwards, as and they're a good pack still, but they're missing key men. Um, I just don't know that they'll be able to hold the Roosters pack uh, I'm not convinced about the the uh, the outside backs of the Roosters. Uh, Joseph uh, Akuso Suali'i, he came up with some bad mistakes in defence uh, yesterday against the Dragons. Um, I don't know that centre is his best spot. I think. Uh, I, if I was a Roosters supporter, I'd feel a little bit better if he was in, in the number two jersey. Um, and uh, maybe Joey Manu was in the three. And, uh, you, you know, maybe Walker could have Walker. Got, got his reprieve. Um, mm. But anyway, um, that's just my opinion. Uh, I doubt Dylan Walker will be wearing the six of the, no. the, the Warriors. No. Um, Can't see it happening. They're outside backs. Sometimes they do good things. Sometimes they don't. Uh, the Warriors, and I, I don't know. They've been great this year, but I can't, can't tip them against the Roosters, unfortunately. Um, so it's it's Roosters, Graham. Yeah, I like the Roosters in this one too. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I've, I've been thinking about this half situation at the Roosters. Um, I know last week they were making a point. They only just got the win. Um, I, I almost feel like this is one of those things where they, I don't, I don't know. Is this, is this, are they being stubborn and going, well, we made this decision and we won, we're sticking with it. I mean, like you said, with that situation in the outside backs, and we, we mentioned that they are looking not as damaging as we have seen in previous years. We know that Walker can do the job at seven. We know that him pairing with Kiri can work and Joey Marner would only strengthen that that, that out those outside backs. I, I I'm starting to feel like here that possibly pride's getting in the way of what could be best for this team. And if they weren't yeah, I'm not gonna discount the Warriors here, but um yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how long they stick with this and whether it's just them being a bit bit stubborn here. I think what's going to work in the Roosters' favour is, as you said, Dylan Walker, I don't expect to be there. And I also expect uh, the Roosters' forwards to have a big day out. Um, their forward pack, and especially when we have that forward rotation, you know when you get that 20-minute period where teams start to make yeah. that first rotation and then... You see some teams that struggle with it and some teams just hold still. If the Roosters hold through that 
and they're really winning that forward battle and they're ahead by the 60th minute, they'll be fine because I, I actually think that, um, look, they're, they're interchange bench. There, as you said, with Crichton, Tippenhill, Lodge. Uh, they're players who would be welcome in any starting lineup across the league, so a lot of strength yeah. there. I do have a um, correction to make from last week. I did get a, um, a text message from Eagle Dan. Uh, we were talking last week, and I looked up the... Um, some information on Marcelo Montoya, and I think on the podcast I said that uh, he he was uh, a student of Pat's Fairfield. Um, I've been corrected. Um, I've got first-hand knowledge here that uh, Marcelo Montoya was definitely at Pat's Blacktown, um, and um, I've even got enough info to know that he did ancient history as an elective there in, uh, in year 11. So... Um, just a bit of a correction there, obviously, and a shout out to um, Eagle Dan, who is a keen listener here. Oh, and he's, um, he's been a guest. Uh, he uh, has been on the podcast. Yeah, that's right. The, the the people that listen on a regular basis will know Eagle Dan. Um, yeah, I think the Roosters in this one. I know that they're going over New Zealand. I know the Warriors have won three from three in New Zealand this uh, season, but uh, I, I just think that. Uh, the Roosters going over there. They'll be looking for a big win. They haven't been at their tip-top best that we've expected, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to stick with the Roosters. Okay, so moving on then to the last game of the round. Um, we have the Dragons taking on the Bulldogs. The one team we haven't talked about here in the preview are the Storm. They have the bye this week. Uh, this game for the Dragons will take place in Wollongong. They will be hosting the Bulldogs at 4.05 p.m. on Sunday. Um, for the Dragons, um, Max Fine comes in to replace Tautau Moga, who's got a shoulder injury. Uh, he's got a couple of tries last week, uh, Moga. Yeah, so, he was pretty good, Moga. Yeah, dis- disappointing for him. Um, I think we've got... Uh, Twin brothers on either wings this week. Is that correct? Then we got the females, Max Matt, and Matthew. Uh, Max, yeah. I don't yeah, know if that's, that's the first time they've because it, it, early on in their career, wanted to get injured, wanted to be out, want to be in, and uh, I don't know if they've ever been the two and the five. Um, mm. It's possible they have, but uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, definitely uh, one to to look into, and and a very interesting. Uh, tidbit there um yeah yeah it's a good yeah. one it's going to be a commentator's nightmare with uh matt and max uh on either wing but um yeah i'm sure they'll just call him fine and uh hope they score some tries this week um molo starting a prop he was a late inclusion from the bench on anzac day um the interchange Looks as though it's pretty much the same. Uh, Zane Musgrove at 18th man again this week. Um, Kyle Flanagan seems to be uh, the player. He's, um, I suppose, uh, for want of a better term, a bit of a uh, pay it, player that's paid the price for their, their tough run. I think they've uh, lost three on the trot now. Um He's completely out of the side, so Josh Reynolds will be in the halves with Matt Burton uh, this week. Uh, Davey's also out. Um, Morin and Hughes onto the inter- interchange bench. Um, 
Ooh, who else have we got? Um, oh, Fermanu Brown. Okay, he is back. Um, he he had the elbow injury, and he, that 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 seems very early for me. I know he had a really bad injury. I think they were looking at him. Um, yeah. Okay. So he's he's on the he's on the reserves list. Wouldn't expect him to play this week. Um, he he he. Who knows? Yeah, that I think it was a few weeks back. He had that elbow injury, but um, yeah, they were they were, they were sort of looking a bit more like you know around eleven for him. So um, you know, Bulldogs fans, keep an eye on that one. Um, tough one to pick here, mate. We've got two teams here that you necessarily wouldn't set your watch to, and. I'm going to be very cautious also, Griffo, in using the Dragons' form from last week on Anzac Day because we know how much they lift for that game. Yeah. But if they can find that, you know, that even early on, that line speed, that intensity in defense and just that that eagerness to um, to be in the contest, um, you, then, then you'd, want to, you'd want to think that the Dragons are a, a, a pretty good chance uh, at home down in Wollongong. Yeah, I'm I'm going to tip the Dragons here. Um, all Coach Griffin needs to do is convince him that Anzac Day is now Anzac Week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, put him in the same Anzac jersey. Um, just don't even wash the jersey from yesterday. Just say, here you go, just wear this one again. Uh, play like you did in it on Monday, and, and I think they get the uh, the two points much needed. Um, and much needed by both teams, but the the dogs are still decimated by injuries. Um, they put up a, a fight against uh, against the sharks. I thought the sharks would win by more, um, but it's it's a team that uh, if you, if you asked you know at the start of the season, roll out your best seventeen. I think probably. You know, probably half of them wouldn't be there. Um, they got big names um, like Viliami Kikau, like, and I think they've really missed Luke Thompson up front. I'm not sure, but I've got a feeling that Luke Thompson might have, his injury might have been at training as well. Um, I might stand corrected on that, but uh, it's a long term injury. We know Kikau was injured at training. Um, there's other guys there who are out. Uh, obviously, the the fox, um, the fox not there due to injury. Uh, just too many injuries for mine. Um, and and I I think they when we looked at the ladder they were sixteenth. I don't think they've been that bad. I think they've been pretty good, but it's it's the injuries that have cruelled them. Um, the dragons, it's a must win for them really. Um, if they lose this game, I really think uh, it's going to be a long, long season. Um, so, Dragons for me, if they can maintain what we saw yesterday, Graham. Yeah, and that's that's a very big if. Yeah. Um, and this is an interesting one because going back not that long ago, I mean. 
if you saw these teams coming up against each other, you'd be really keen on the dogs. Like in the early rounds and coming into this season, we saw a lot of potential of improvement in the dogs. Uh, but as you said, they've been really hit by um, by injuries. Even you look at that back line there, there's a lot of players there that are that are missing. I think I'm going to go with the Dragons in this one. Um, yeah, like I said, um, Fahamu Browns, I don't expect him to be at back. Karaz is out. Um, Luke Thompson. Kikau's a massive one. Yeah, Karaz, that's another from. one. Yeah, he, he was leading the Dally M there at one stage, Jacob yeah. Karaz. I reckon he's still a couple of weeks away. Um, yeah, I mean, Viliami Kikau's pretty much, they've signed him, he's played a couple of games, and he'd be like, I mean, by the time he comes back, There'll be a couple of rounds left if he if he does you know if he gets back. So some yes. real key injuries to them. Some key personnel missing there. Um, yeah, I mean the dragons obviously had their own impacts with uh, with injuries, but not to to that extent. <sighs> yeah, not key personnel. Like mm. um. yeah. In, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think if the, you know, the home ground advantage has as much impact. I mean, Wollongong's not always the easiest place to go down and, and play. Um, I'm going to go Dragons in this one. Yeah, I'll go, yeah. I'll go Dragons. Uh, I think I'm not surprised, gonna... Graham, if we see young uh, Oluwapu, um, who they brought down from the Broncos, who's apparently an absolute gun, uh, whether he maybe takes the field in the 5'8th position. Um, that'll be interesting, uh, and maybe uh, Josh Reynolds drop back to the bench. Mm. Uh, but who who knows? Who it knows? all sort of depends on how they want to use Reynolds. I mean, if they want to use him as a bit of an impact player and have a player play there, or whether they bring him in. Um, he's only a youngster, um, Oluwapu. He's eighteen years old. Is yeah, correct? apparently yeah. he's very very good. Um, and uh, maybe they're just putting him, naming as a reserve, just to uh, maybe keep down the hype. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm mm. wrong. Um, yeah, because he was in the Broncos system. I think he was a Queensland school boy. He, he was, was yeah, and, uh, massive raps on him. He sort of said the Broncos said something to him, and then they didn't go through with it, and he basically spat the dummy and left, mm. um, which was obviously to the Bulldogs' uh, advantage um, because there are huge raps on uh, on Oluwapu. Um, maybe we'll see him this week. I'm, I'll not be surprised. It, it's such a big thing to drop one of your halves. Um, it's, you know, Josh Reynolds, and, you know, it's the big story, you know, Return into the club, but he's really not a front line, eighty minute player. I wouldn't think at, at his age, um, playing in the halves. Mm. But uh, we, we shall see. We shall yeah. see. Either way, see, I'm but... still going to tip the dragons. Yeah, I, I like the dragons too. I think they'll get the job done. All right, man. Well, that's the uh, the round previewed there's some um, really important games coming up this week obviously with that um, that logjam we mentioned on the ladder 
Uh, one team we know that's going to end up on 12 are the Melbourne Storm. They've got the bye. Uh, so the Seagulls will be looking to hold second spot. Um, we do know that with that log jam we mentioned before, um, that there's some really key games there. Um, and to be honest with you, there aren't a lot of those teams playing each other other than the Warriors and the Roosters. So... Uh, that, that actually becomes a really big game because the loser of that game gets left behind a little bit in that logjam if yep. uh, some of those other teams win as we have tipped and predicted and expected here this week. So uh, plenty to watch out for this week, plenty to play for, and um, yeah, it's, it should be another great round of rugby league. It's You said it at the start, it's, it's probably been one of the closest and um, most exciting seasons we've had Um yeah, in in recent memory, and I know we say we've said that before, but this year really is. There's been some high quality stuff, and it's really entertaining. I think when we look at this season, Griffo, um, yeah, you know, we understand that rugby league at the heart of it for for most people, it's a it's a form of entertainment, and gee, it's been entertaining. Yes, it has. Yeah. Well, that'll just about do us this week. Um, thank you so much for your listenership we appreciate you being on board um thank you listeners yeah thanks for sticking with us i hear a song i hear a song it's a good song that means we're getting towards the end um good luck with your tipping this week don't forget carpool rugby league tipping comp we don't care if you join late it's all a bit of fun we're not playing the cheap station we're just playing fun so get on board all right thanks have fun listeners Go to the footage.